Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing very well, Josh. How are you? Doing well, mate. Bobo, rocking the big three IDP sweatshirt. That thing's hanging in there, huh? Wow. It is. It's, uh, it's weathered the storm. It's a good-looking sweatshirt. Thank you, Josh. Allie wears it to work out, and she actually had it on today, funny enough. Is it actually the sweatshirt, or who's wearing the sweatshirt? It's a little of both. Okay, thank you. It's a little of both. You're just glad I got that table out of your yard today. Yes, thank you for coming by and getting the old desk. It served its uh, mm-hmm. tour of duty, mm-hmm. and now it's off to the uh, Reynolds backyard shed for maybe all of eternity. We'll see. Sure. What are you going to do with it, Bob? <laughs> uh, it's going to be my new gamer table. Gamer table when oh, you yeah. dust off the PS2 at Thanksgiving. Sure, gonna have like my PS2 in the middle, little N64 to the left, and then uh, Sega Genesis over here to the right. Look at you! I never had a Sega Genesis. I never had an N64. I think I know I have a PS2 at my mom's house. I think I had a Super Nintendo. Would you have played Kirby on that? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think that's about all I had. Yeah, I was doing the kind of run through. I've had a sickening number of video game consoles throughout my life. What's a new console now cost you? Yeah, three, four hundred bucks probably. Yeah. PS five. I still, to find one. I still really? don't know, yeah. I still don't know if you can get a PS five. A lot Sam of Sam just got one. Did he just get Shout one? Shout out Sam. Shout out Sam. <laughs> when they fa- first came out, how much were they? I feel like they're like about five hundred bucks, but if yeah. you turn around and sell them on like eBay, you can oh, get thousand. Eight hundred to a thousand at least. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's um that's a young man's game. Most importantly was uh, Kyler's outfit this weekend. Uh, a shout-out to his uh, favorite politician, Hillary Clinton, or a new representation of the new uh, what's modern, Call warfare. Of Duty? Yeah. Oh, modern Warfare. He, he's sorry. like, uh, I think he's, oh, man, is it uh, 3 and 23 on double XP weekends or something like that? It's my favorite stat that keeps getting updated is Kyler's record on Double XP weekends for Call of Duty. I love that part, too. Yeah, you know all about that, Bobo. Double <laughs> XP. Good. You like the suit? Not at all. I mean, what was happening? Allie saw the suit. My favorite thing is when she sees things on TV that I've already seen. I'm like, babe, look at this. She's like, oh, no. What, what, what's happening? What's going on here? She just couldn't couldn't grasp it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, the, I, we were talking about this this weekend with some friends. Like, fashion's in a weird place right now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just anything goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't yeah. think that went. I think that one flopped, Kyler. I got. I think say. we're at a point where it's like we're we're too far from understanding. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's passed us by. We we don't need to comment on fashion. Probably mm. we don't really know. I mean, although I will say, most of the fashion just seems like people trying to look homeless. Yeah, people trying to get commented on. I think that's the that's the point of an outfit like Kyler's. Right, is to stir up a little discussion. Yeah, maybe so. What's the point? Looked like y'all? a little Lamborghini though, a little bit. I kinda it was it. like a highlighter green. It yeah. gave me Dumb and Dumber vibes. I think if he had <laughs> if he had a different cut, the cut was just the baggy cut with that color. It just wasn't working for it's him. Just tough to find a suit for when you're that little, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I see every. I saw someone. I think it was Big Cat's quarterback tears, and he had Kyler Murray's picture, and it was like half the size of everyone else's. <laughs> like the continued jokes at Kyler's expense just kill me. But uh, welcome into the show. We're glad you all are here. It's the Week 5 Recap Podcast, and we've got a doozy for y'all. We are going to be trying a little bit different format tonight, going game by game. We've got the top scores for each team in every game, injuries. We've got headlines. We've got 
some of the underperforming players. So we're going to talk about it all tonight, Bobo. Yep. And a little bit of a reminiscent of the Around the NFL flagship program. Mm -hmm. One of our favorite pods. We tune in every week. They go game by game and just Mm -hmm. give you the highlights. That's what we're going to try to do tonight. Absolutely. You got to... you got to pay attention this time of year. There's a lot to lot to learn, and uh, let's get to work. Let's get to work. And let's kick it off here, boys, with the Thursday night game that I think most of us would like to forget, Broncos versus Colts. It's a bad time to be an Indianapolis Colts fan. Uh, a lot of conversations were being had with Connor on Thursday. Uh, we have tickets to a game uh, the day before Halloween, so been a lot of, I'm going to sell these tickets. Okay, I'm going. Nope, got to sell these tickets. Really back and forth on the roller coaster, the ups and downs with Connie. But as worried and as depressed and as despondent as Colts fans were after that performance on Thursday night football against the Broncos, Denver fans have to be feeling even worse because they somehow lost that game with Matt Ryan getting sacked. Uh, I believe it was six times and throwing two interceptions. So anytime you get to play Matt Ryan in an offensive line that shuffled three starters going into the game, your defensive players are going to go off. And that's what we saw Bradley Chubb and Baron Browning now with Randy Gregory on IR, both going for over 30 points in this game. But on the other side, DeForest Buckner boys, 34.3 points, second highest score of the week behind only Montez Sweat. So, gentlemen, this was a putrid game for offense, but a very good game for IDP. Addy, what jumps out to you from the uh, Thursday night football match that I'm sure we'd like to sponge from our brains if we could? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is obviously the Josie Jewell injury uh, and then Alex Singleton stepping up in his place. I mean, that's going to be one of your top waiver ads of the week. I mean, is he going to, is Singleton going to stick around long? No, probably not. Just because Jewel is thankfully just a week to week injury. That's looked like at first it was going to be season ending. Yeah. Especially when you're, they rule someone out that fast. It's usually never good, but um, yeah, Singleton's he's, he's someone that you're going to keep on your radar and pro, radar and probably add uh, Baron Browning. I mean, you love to see that. I mean, dude looked great. Yeah, now it's going against Matt Pryor, who needs to be benched, but dude looked great. Looked great, and he just made the switch to edge. So, I mean, the, uh, you know, what does this guy look like in, in a year or two if he's already, you know, performing this well? Uh, Caden Stearns, it was nice to see him have a, have a solid week uh, in, in place of Justin Simmons, but it sounds like Justin Simmons is going to be coming back. And Caden Stearns propped up by two interceptions as well. Should be pointed out. Yeah, sure. Uh, both, he got both of them at Ryan interceptions. With the Colts, what – What's uh, interesting to me is what happens with Zaire Franklin, Bobby Okereke when Darius Leonard comes back. I know it probably seems like Okereke is going to be the guy, um, but you know he did get benched recently. And, it does. And, it does worry me. And Franklin has been very productive. Yes, I haven't he has. checked the grades, which I, I, he was, I can. He was. Uh, Franklin was a little bit down last week as far as IDP production. But I agree. Franklin has kind of popped off the screen when you actually watch the games. Yeah, this week outscored Okereke 13 and a quarter to 12.75. Mm-hmm. I worry that when Shaq Leonard comes back, I don't have any concerns about Leonard himself aside from, aside from health. But if he stays healthy, he's the LB you want there. I think it really hurts Okereke. Yeah. I do. Because I think what we've seen is a shortened leash for Okereke with Zaire Franklin and even EJ Speed mm-hmm. playing so well. I mean, Okereke getting benched in that Titans game has me worried that if he does not perform when Leonard comes back into the lineup, it could be Zaire Franklin time with Bobby O riding the riding the pine. 
Okay, looking at the grades, Zaire Franklin is the lowest graded linebacker for the Colts. 48.0 overall PFF grade, 38.2 coverage grade. Mm. Bobby Okereke, 64.3 overall defensive grade, and then a 53.6 coverage grade. So Yeah, something to keep in mind, I think Sig pointed out on our episode last week, which hopefully y'all checked it out. It's live in our feed and in the Audible feed as well. Very cool getting to collab with him. But he said, pay attention to the teams where it's not working. Right, This was the argument for Alex Anzalone in Detroit. This is a team where it's not working. The defense has been pretty good, but this team could go south in a hurry if they make a coaching switch. What happens if Gus Bradley is suddenly promoted to defensive coordinator and has a little more sway over that roster? Just be leery once Shaq Leonard re-enters the picture. Mm-hmm. Also, I love how like DeForest Buckner, he, he got off to a slow start, you know, I think year. he was doing like eight, seven, eight. Yeah. I love how just one massive game, though, immediately vaults you into the whatever he is now, probably top five or six defensive tackles, I'd say. Yeah. For scoring wise, that probably put him back into like DT, yeah, three, four, five category, I would say. That's all it takes, folks, is one big blow up performance uh, at the D tackle position. You want Jeffrey Simmons or Buckner? Oh my God, Simmons! Simmons even with a slow start. Simmons is. Is there? I think Simmons might be D tackle one. Is there any D tackle right now in Dynasty that you would want more than Buckner at three? I I don't know. AD whatever. I don't know. AD's probably two. That's weird Dynasty conversation. But let's just say outside of AD, is it Simmons then Buckner, or can you put anybody else? Maybe I think you could put someone like Quentin Williams. Yeah, potentially for for Dynasty. Yeah. Um. What about um? Christian Wilkins is going to be on the outside looking in there. Yeah, who is it? Deron Payne in Washington that's been playing so yeah, well? Yeah. Or Jonathan Allen, one of those two guys. Yeah, but, Buckner's uh, PFF grades are pretty awesome. It's, uh, 80.8 overall and then 72 pass rush grade. And he's he's a guy you're not taking out of your lineup because he can do things like this. I'm sure a lot of DeForest Buckner managers won their games this weekend. And historically speaking, really, Buckner does this kind of regularly. He will go a couple games without Every a sack, and then he'll throw two or three yeah. at a time. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a nice little he's got a nice little tackle floor, too. Um, Buckner's, a, Buckner's a solid player. He's DT10 now. DT10. There has been some pretty good... Mm-hmm. Defensive tackles this year, honestly. Yeah. Who was the one Grady for Washington? Duron Payne. Payne. Okay. Justin Jones has been good out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Dexter Lawrence has Dexter put Lawrence has two been really great. good weeks in a row. Yes, he has. Fletcher Cox. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Giants, boys. Just playing. Say his last name. That's right. So you sure. sicko. The, playing in London against the Packers, pulling off a surprise upset. It was a lack of points all around for IDP, but boys, Julian Love continues his impressive season. Three of the four games he has played a full complement of snaps in have resulted in double-digit output. We saw that again today, leading all giant scores with 19.25 points. There's Dexter Lawrence at second with 16.35. And over on the Packers' side, the only double-digit score was someone you all brought up in the preview show, Addy. Thank you and Johnny for doing that last week. Preston Smith, one of those pop games, 18.9 Points, uh, we continue to see struggles. I mean, not struggles, but a little bit underwhelming from Xavier McKinney. Tate Crowder disappointed. His snaps dropped off 6.25 points and then just 3.75 for Rashawn Gary. So some dudes crapped the bed for you, Addy, but it was just not a lot of IDP points to go around in this game. Nope. Yeah. Uh, did you boys get up and, and watch the game? Were you up? Were you awake? Um, I was. Where was I? No, I missed it. I missed it. It was eight thirty. Yes, I was. Uh, I love the, I the love London games the are awesome. London games, it's the best. I wish they would find a way to do one, do that every single week. You don't drink coffee, do you? Sometimes, okay. Ice coffee. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So you even when it. it's cold outside, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big hot coffee guy. Not a hot coffee guy. Oh yeah. I bet Bob Otis has a cup of hot coffee just sitting on his porch in his slippers. Yeah, it starts to heat up to wake you up. But yeah, Eddie, what do we think here? Are this linebacker situation, I've seen a little bit of buzz on Twitter about Jalen Smith coming back in for the G-men. We saw Tay Crowder's output really drop off here. What do we want from this Giants team? Dexter Lawrence is a nice little grab and D-tackle required leagues. Julian Love playing really well. Looks like he's the safety you want. Anything else entice you there? Yeah, I don't think we're going to worry about the linebackers. I'm not targeting or if I'm if I have either one of those guys, we're not confident in playing them. You know, I have like mm-hmm. Tay Crowder in like a league where you start five linebackers, and he's like always the fifth one. I'm, mm-hmm. I'll plug in, and sometimes I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I'll play Jermaine Pratt or what or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really, I'm not really looking to the linebackers mm-hmm. uh, to roster on my on my fantasy teams. But yeah, Julian Love. I mean, the usage has been great, and the production lately has been great. Yep. Um, kind of surprised. I didn't, I didn't think he would. Uh, I didn't either. Look like this and put up these, you know these tackle games that he's been having. I mean, he's uh this Giants team's playing well. They're four and one. What he's been world. solid. Um, one note on the Packers that is interesting. Devondre Campbell, you know, got basically a journeyman linebacker for most of his career and then has one really impressive year graded, you know, as one of the best linebackers last year and has looked kind of bad to start the year. I think he's like in the sixties as far as his grades go right now. But I mean, you can also just look at his play on the field. He's not been that good. He hasn't been that productive for us in IDP. That's kind of this Packers defense as a whole. Listening to the athletic football show today, uh, they were talking, Robert and Nate were on the week five recap pod of like, we wanted this Packers defense to be better, and they just haven't yeah. been. Yeah. They have not been the top unit that they expected them to be. Letdown. And then, of course, the offense isn't as good now either. Yes, exactly. Know? So, I mean, they probably aren't getting the rest that they're used to, and that stuff kind of goes hand in hand too. I mean, um, yeah, I, we, we thought the Packers were going to be one of the best defensive teams in the league, and they just – they're not. not. Now, Rashawn Gary continues to be an elite option. Don't let this throw you off the scent. Prior to this week, he had had above, it looks like 13.85 was his lowest output coming off a 13, almost a 33-point game. That's going to sting, but it happens, folks. This is IDP. Uh, do not, under any circumstances, bench Rashawn Gary. You keep that guy in there. He has been a beast for your teams thus far this season. I think you got to be encouraged if you're a Kayvon fan. I think he looks yeah. really, really good. Um, and again, this is his second game. I think he's played so. yep, 11 and 11.25 points are showing up there in the top five for the giants. Very yeah. encouraging. Did he get his first sack on the year? That is an excellent question. Maybe. I thought yeah, he did. I thought I saw him. Get Who? Uh, Kayvon. Kayvon. No, maybe not, but he, he was, he was uh very disruptive. He already has nine pressures on 80 pass rush attempts. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Three uh, tackles, two pass deflections. There you go. The PDs are what did it for him. Oh, there yeah. you go. He's a big dude. So let's keep it rolling, boys, and talk about two teams from the AFC South that, boy, we were expecting more from one of them and expecting nothing from another. And it was the team with no expectations that pulled off the victory. Texans versus Jags. Houston's cornerbacks absolutely feasted against Trevor Lawrence. Both Desmond King and Derek Stingley got interceptions. And Foyce Luakun stayed hot with his second straight 20-plus Point game there, 24.8, with both King and Stingley above 23 points. Addy, there's your uh, dynasty LB1, Devin Lloyd, at 11 and a quarter. So That's his worst game on the year, I believe. There we go. If that's the worst game you're going to get from a rookie linebacker playing for the Jags, 
with a guy like Foyce Deluacan playing ahead of him, mm-hmm. that makes me very encouraged. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's just what he's going to be. You know, I think you can expect that that to be his floor. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was going to say, yep, you're right because previous to that, twelve point five and twelve and a quarter. So come, he had week two and week three, twenty five and twenty six point games. Yeah, Lord, Tra- the truth, folks. Trayvon Walker down week, Josh Allen down week, but again, mm-hmm. it happens. It happens, and this was you know seemed like a pretty good matchup too, but that's just the way it goes. Yeah, you had some of those uh, big pop games. Christian Kirksey, 11 and a quarter there for the Texans. Camu Grugier-Hill down at 4.5. Anything notable for you from this game, Bobo? Um, Josh Allen, I was kind of disappointed in. I was looking back, I was still kind of caught up in Rashawn Gary. He's actually he's in, uh, in true position. So in our uh, big three scoring listener league, Rashawn Gary is the DN3 right now. Wow. So even with a three-point game last week, uh, 14 tackles and five sacks on the season, um, it's still super solid. Josh Allen is going to be in that same category person. Um, down week, the snaps are going to be up. You're just, you know, as long as the snaps are there for the edges, you're uh, you're going to be all right. But you guys are right. Devin Lloyd is um, coming on strong here. Um, you know, I you kind of almost need to get into a little bit of the game theory um, with some of these teams coming up. You know, the Giants are a weird team, and they're slowly kind of, you know, they're four and one, so they're they're figuring it out this year. I think patience with the Packers. I think that defense could look better as the season goes on and as that offense gets a little bit better. Um, the Texans, I think, you're still going to see just a bunch of gross like linebacker play, but then the Jaguars, I think, are just going to be they're they're going to be about this for the remainder of the year. I don't think their defensive players will be any worse, but I don't know that they'll be monumentally better either. Um, Something I've been thinking about here lately is, is it kind of timed? It's the time of the season to sell some of these linebackers. You got a Zaire Franklin ship him off. Oh yeah. You've got, you've got a, um, I'm trying to think of some of these. um, You got a Devondre Campbell. If you can sell him, it's probably a good time to sell him. Michael Walker. Michael Walker is a good sell right now. Um, any of these weird situations where there's three to four linebackers that are, you know, the usage is swapping from one week to the next. Pay attention to PFF Macri. He helps you out with all those snaps and everything. But I don't know. It's just something I've kind of paid attention to in a bunch of my IDP leagues. Like, yeah, I'd probably get rid of that guy for a little to nothing right yeah. now. Be a good time to ship him off. You got this is the time of year where the planes are starting to take flight. The teams that are really trying to make a push for the title are gearing up. We saw our trade block in our main mm-hmm. league get updated a bunch today. Uh, I think a deal went down. That's only going to continue to ramp up here as we get closer to Halloween. That's typically around the the line of demarcation where we start to see yeah. the contenders and the pretenders separate. Well, and we're getting close to rookie season, you know, where week eight and whatever team is still, you know, pretty clear they're not going to make the playoffs. Like, that's the full shift to where – Okay, Devin Lloyd's just a full-time linebacker now. They want to see what they've got in these guys. So I thought you meant looking at rookies for like no. your rookie drafts. I was like, Bobo's getting a jump start on that. I'm not even no. thinking about rookies till like January at the earliest. But uh, let's talk about maybe our new favorite team here, gentlemen, the Bailey Zappi-led Patriots. Never thought I'd say wow. that. But Josh playing said. against the Lions blanked him. I think it was 29 nothing. a shutout for the Patriots defense. Belichick had Jared Goff in the walls of Jericho once again. It was giving me Super Bowl flashbacks where I think the final score was like 9-3 to three or something stupid. But the uh, Bailey Zappi led Patriots, got the dub, and Judon got his sixth sack in five games. He is an elite 
option at the position. But on the other side, gentlemen, Aiden Hutchinson scores 2.5 points or fewer for the third time this season. So it's a great time to go out and acquire Aiden Hutchinson. He probably has never been cheaper in your dynasty leagues. Uh, If you started Deshaun Elliott in the wake of the Tracy Walker injury, congratulations. You were rewarded with 32 and a half points this week. But beyond that, gentlemen, Malcolm Rodriguez, 8.75 points, nipping at the heels of Alex Anzalone, 12.5. Babo, anything else jump out to you from this game besides Rodrigo's time is coming, baby? Well, real quickly, Bailey Zappi's uh, PFF grade, Overall, 68 All right. with a passing grade of 72. All right. That's solid. Good job, Zap. A little bit of a, uh, you know, he finished that game for, I don't think it was Mac Jones. I guess it was Hoyer two weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, shout out Lauren. Little zappy season up there in the uh, up there in the Northeast. Yeah, I love that he's getting to enjoy our boy now. That's I, awesome. I love it, man. But, um, no, you know, it kind of sucks Tracy Walker's out. There was a lot of people who had Tracy shares, myself included, uh, in some dynasty leagues. Um Matt Judon, man, what the heck? What the heck? You know, something else I had thought about just because I've been linebackers on the brain here lately. So, you know, I was notorious for going the Marcus Golden, OLB, Matt the LB Judon, spot. Harold Landry uh, lifestyle in 2021. Man, it's not a bad life again to live in 2022 because, honestly, it's been really hard to chase tackles so far this year. The guys that we drafted high or, you know, that we recommended you not to draft super high, but to draft adequately, you know, based on where we think their ADP needs to be. I feel like the tackles have been hard this year. You know, we just got done talking about Dravondre Campbell kind of being a little bit disappointing. You know, Shaq Leonard hasn't really played so much this year. Fred Warner. Shaq Thompson has been a disappointment. Like, there's just been a lot of these lb two. Kendricks is getting upstaged by Jordan yeah. Hicks week in and week out. Yep. But if you – I don't know – I'm not, uh, maybe you go get Judon if he's a linebacker. I don't know. It'll slow down. I mean, you can't get used to this. There will be the Rashawn Gary three-point game that comes up for Judon. And I was going to say, is this soon. a good time to sell Judon if he's coming off six sacks in five games? Didn't he do this last year? Like uh, almost ex- this yeah. exact thing. Yeah, he had a pretty heavy beginning of the season then kind of didn't Yeah, I think it was Tripp that pointed that out. Is like, hey, it was, it was a tale of two seasons, yeah. right? The first half of the season he was electric and then totally blanked you at the end of the season. What uh Hmm. So, yeah, Judon's sell, sell good- Judon and acquire Aiden Hutchinson is my takeaway from this game. What's y'all's New England take about the Duggar-Adrian Phillips-DB situation? Just stay away. Yeah, it continues to be pretty gross there. Yeah. The yeah. Jack Jones guy's playing well. I've heard Greg mm-hmm. Rosenthal talking him up on the ATN pod, 17.75 points this week. Yeah, one of the best rookies. That's right. right. Getting some rookie of the year buzz. As he should. Uh, Christian Barmore there at three and a half points. Juwan Bentley, 3.75. It's just a good reminder for me. Like, I think y'all brought this up on the preview pod, Addy. Like, just don't don't mess with the Patriots, man. No. Because you can't predict this stuff week no. to week. Anyway. Because they're going to change. He's going to do different shit every single Based week. on the opponent. That's what they do, man. That's what they do. That's what makes them so good. Yep. That's it- why even with really not no-name players, but like, you know, not these big superstar you know, defensive players, they've had dominant defenses for, yeah. you know, two decades is because this is what Belichick does. On both sides of the ball. Exactly, right? Like Andre yeah. or yeah. Damian Harris. But that's, you go in and Kendrick Bourne blank or... the best offense in the league, like the highest scoring offense in the league going into last week, I believe was the Detroit Lions. And I they lo- blanked him. I love Kendrick Bourne. 
I wish he had a better shot. I think yeah, he's more talented than uh, he's given credit for. Hey, speaking of sales, uh, what about Malcolm Rodrigo? Rodrigo? Yeah. Is now the time? I mean, did you guys see the poll on Twitter? I know. Y'all talked about it. I love that Johnny voted for uh, Rodrigo. Yeah. I think he just doesn't <laughs> like Shaq Leonard what because it, he's been crapping your team thus far. What did it end up at? Oh, it was like 35%. Oh, my gosh. Rodriguez and then... Uh, and I kept calling him Darius Leonard, by the way. Nice. Uh, but I, you I, even texted me. Is now I was like title for the episode. You're like, is now the time to trade for <laughs> Darius or no to buy? I was like, I gotta PC this up yeah, a little bit. That's um, I'll never get used to that. I'm afraid. So, um, but yeah, it was like 65 percent Leonard, 35 percent Rodriguez. And yes. This was dynasty. This was a dynasty question. I will Now's say the time to sell because he hasn't overtaken Anzalone yet. So there's still this like mystery and like mm-hmm. momentum behind it, right? Mm-hmm. So buy now on that kind of upslope of the value. Because I mean, again, he was a fifth round pick. Exactly. Yeah. And this these defense are the guys. Sucks. Yes, yeah. these are the guys we love to sell. This yeah. is the worst defense yeah. in the league. Like they are not good, and they are going to be looking to constantly improve that defense. So mm-hmm. I mean, there is going to be a chance that someone with much greater very easily this is going to happen someone with better draft capital is going to come in and uh probably replace him that's so right if you can could he sell, work out yes sure right but i will i will bank on that not happening let's churn it real quick exactly churn and burn baby I and mean, if you can get a I mean, people love this dude yeah if you get a second he was on hard knocks i mean oh my thrown God. in for, all day yeah because you just upgraded what did you if you took malcolm rodriguez in a rookie draft where was he going? Fourth, was, fifth round? No, dude, he was undrafted. 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 So you just turned an undrafted asset into a second or third yeah. round pick? Devin Lloyd was Do drafted all in a second day. last year. Yeah. That's just smart. That's just being a smart dynasty manager. Yeah. Let someone else figure it out. Yeah, let someone else be patient and wait for it and then get the rug pulled out from under them when they draft a first or second round linebacker next season because yep. they're going to have a lot of picks. Because yep. they're probably going to win four or five games, <laughs> yeah. right? It's going to happen. And they're going to be looking on defense. Exactly, because that defense ain't good. Let's talk about two more teams here, gentlemen. Browns versus Chargers. Will Jacob Phillips' <laughs> time in the sun come to an end with the trade on Sunday night for Deion Jones? You don't often see the Sunday night trades. And when will we learn that Derwin is the only set-it-and-forget-it IDP option for the Chargers points with everyone else being fairly disappointing, including Drew Tranquil, who was fresh off that 100% snap share. Bob, I'm going to tee you up first here. Deion Jones goes to the Cleveland Browns. Does this kill Jacob Phillips or JOK rest of season? It's got to hurt both of them, right? I mean, Jacob Phillips' overall PFF grade of 36 he does have a pass rush grade of 74, but then he has a coverage grade of 46. Um, I think JOK is the more talented guy. I think Jacob Phillips has just been playing mop-up duty here lately. I mean, it sucks. I have both of them in the XFFL, so I was super bummed to see this. I really – and this was kind of a team to where – Oh, you do, don't you? When it hit, it was like, Deion Jones going where? What like, now? The Browns don't really need huh? a linebacker. Yeah. Huh? What? <laughs> oh, they do. Huh? They do. Like, did you you want to read that PFF grade back again? No, stop it, Adam. Huh? <laughs> no, we got to keep their we got to keep their value high. Um, no, it's a bummer. It's a it's a kick in the crotch for uh, Phillips and for JOK. I don't know. You just I don't know that there's sales right now because their values just got hit so much. But it's not great. Yeah, it, you got to hold the bag again. The sale was the sale great, was Bob. a few weeks ago. The sale was, and that's why when you have those guys that are drafted, you know. 
mid to late rounds when you ha- when that window opens like we're seeing right now with Malcolm Rodriguez. Shoot it out. You need to get out. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise, 16. you're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. Is that okay. what you were wanting there, Bob? I was looking for it's not great, Bob. It's not great, Bob. I don't have. I don't think I have. Yeah, I don't think I have that one on the board. We right need. Now. A, we need a new Josh. We need a new Josh. Send an don't email. Guys, we, we do. Josh needs a new Josh. <laughs> Taking applications. Now this was interesting to me. Miles Garrett, fresh off the car wreck, two and a half points. I just have. This is not scientific. I've not done any research into this, but I just have kind of a lingering spidey sense. Is this going to be like COVID was for Miles Garrett, Could where be. it affects him all season? Flipped his vehicle huh. multiple times, y'all. And this is, I know this is a massive, you know, freak of nature human being. But God, I don't know how that doesn't at least impact you for like three to four weeks going out on the football field trying to play at a high level. You see what he's doing, though? He's trying to make him. Roquan Smith at 2022. Trying to put him with all them hookers and all that Uh, cocaine. Just Uh don't be surprised if after the the season when we have the (laughs) gruesome injury season where it was like, yeah, I was actually playing with like two fully dislocated shoulder blades or something like just just don't be surprised if that comes out with miles garrett after the fact i don't know you hope that he's just like has a new lease on life more motivated than ever <laughs> that's probably what it is but how I think could i i think you're right i heard somewhere else that he has like like numerous excessive mm-hmm. speeding yeah johnny mentioned that yeah dude. several speeding like, tickets several of them over 100 miles yeah. an hour he ain't running an 85 on yeah. 65 yeah He's, well, you got those fast cars. I mean, you get an empty stretch of road, you're like, how, Boy, hey, how you're, much can I push this thing? You know, the bad news is starting to pile up with old Miles. You old ever, Miles from NFL Stadium Gear. Don't forget. Right. That's right. You ever done a hundred bit? You ever done a hundred, Josh? I have actually in a Corvette. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. How much mm-hmm. higher than a hundred have you done? Uh quite a bit. You ever done it in a non Corvette? In a non Corvette, <laughs> no. Uh the closest I've gotten probably like ninety, ninety five, maybe. Oh man. Cool. But I looked down, I was like, man, these Corvettes are not that fast. Looked down, I was going like 105 miles an hour. You were driving? I was driving, yeah. Josh, you just leveled up for me, man. Yeah, man. I, leveled uh, I'm up. I'm so freaking hot, I, dude. I borrowed a Corvette for prom. <laughs> I drove it up from Nashville. And I was like, man, these everybody talks about these things are so fast. Let's go. And I was go. like, oh my God, I'm going 105 miles an hour. Yeah, I, shout, I, shout out my little bro. Every uh, year he rents a car for his birthday. That's like his little gift to himself. And uh Bowling Green didn't have any, like, cool little Camaros or whatever, so he rented from some exotic place down in uh, Nashville and shows up in Bowling Green in, like, this Maserati or something. Shut up. And I was like, Greg, I was like, let's go for a ride. And and it was, um, I mean, I've drove some quick things, but this was one, and, and love you, Greg, you can't really drive, though. But... Uh, <laughs> He, I've he, driven some quick things. He was like, very, he was like Bob, drive it, and I was good like Bob Lingo. No, no, no. I, I'll get, I will get in trouble if I drive it. You just, just punch it and just let me see what it felt like. And it was uh, noticeably different than just a standard road oh, yeah. in the middle, big motor. Yes. What were you gonna say, Adam? I'm sorry. Car I talk. That out. I don't remember. Corvette prom. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. Uh, I don't want to go down <laughs> that road. Every car I've ever been in, I've. I've gotten over 100. Let's go. Whether or not that car should have been over 100. Even that 93 Toyota uh, with the four-cylinder. Absolutely. Wah, 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 I wonder wah, wah. what happened to that thing, why it caught on fire. So, uh, yeah. Help it. This was uh, Browns Chargers. Talk. Browns Chargers. Speaking of fire. Before you go to the next team, though, any of these uh, Chargers segue. Chargers linebackers you want to go it's after? It's a shame about Tranquil. I think this was the yeah. week that everyone maybe yep. trusted him. They're like, all right. Here he is. We're in 100% <laughs> tranquilizer <laughs> time, and he just hits you with a dart right in the 
snack. Here's my worst game on the year, folks. Now you get to think about this all week. Just took one in the jugular. Yeah, here's six points for you guys that trusted me. Thanks so much for that. Yeah. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, D-Rue. Yeah, Tranquil's still just one of those guys that I'm just going to have a hard time putting in my line. You're never going to feel good. You're going to be like, ah, fine, Drew. Just try not to crap the bed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Drew's like, watch me. I just might. Are you selling JOK and Jacob Phillips? No, I think you got to hold it because what are you going to get for him? It turns it into the Raiders-type situation now with B-Mart there, with Jay on there, with Perryman there, Divine Diablo. It's just messy. I would. I don't know, man. I think Phillips is out of the way. If someone wants to come buy Phillips for anything, oh, yes. yes. Yeah. If you can get a good return, I'm not just saying just ship him off for nothing. Jay, okay, what are you getting? Are someone going to give you a not, second? Not now what you probably gave to get him. Maybe I'd probably not a second. No, you're not selling them for more than what you got them for. And is JOK one of these guys that's going to stuff the stat sheet? Probably not. He's an off-ball coverage so type He's guy. a boom-bust type of guy. Mm-hmm. And who wants that? Y'all are killing my vibe. <laughs> yeah, we have harsh Bobbo's vibe. Let's talk about Tom Brady and his divorce. Uh, man, this has been one of the wildest seasons I can remember in terms of uh, just storylines and things going on. We had... a. Last night's Monday night football game, which we'll get to, was just yeah. bizarre for multiple reasons. But the top, the whole Tom Brady thing, no one on that Buccaneers team seems very happy. We mentioned Cole Beasley retired after like 11 days with yeah, the team. The Antonio Brown yeah, weirdness. Me, yeah, AB's posting book covers like Daddy doesn't live here anymore of him in Tom Brady's house, like macking on Giselle. Like it is... It's, um, it's very tough. You got the Cougar lover, Zach Wilson, liking Giselle's post or, or something. I saw oh, something wow. on social media. I feel like that may have been like Photoshop. That or may something. have yeah, been Photoshop, yeah. but would you be surprised? He likes MILFs. He does like <laughs> MILFs, as we know. Giselle seems a little... Uh, she's apparently a witch. Yeah, like, I could see that. Full-blown witch. Like, maybe put a curse on oh. Tom. That's why he's like withering away like mm. someone's sucking the life out of him. Let me give that boy a hamburger. That. I saw that. that. That was the spell, right? She was going to allow him... Uh, I forget what it was. She was uh, as soon as he uh, lied to her about not wanting to play anymore. She took everything away from. Yes, him. <laughs> she she took the voodoo doll out and started poking him in places where he didn't want to be poked. What if he? Uh, what if you know post NFL he just gains a ton of weight, gets really fat, goes the, eats a tomato and like goes totally off the deep end with like pizza and ice cream. I'd love to see it. Burritos. Love to see it. Love to see Winfield Jr. <laughs> Yeah. Back in the win column with 31.4 points, leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers IDPs. He had a forced fumble and a sack, which is more than we can say for Atlanta's lackluster IDP output. High scores there, Jalen Hawkins at 19.05 and Michael Walker at 11.75. Troy Anderson got some run in this game, though, Addy, racking up 10.75 points. So uh, not a bad look for the Rook. Yes, Michael Carter, you know, with that groin injury, that's going to open up some opportunity for him. So, yeah, I mean, you love to see that. And now no more Deion Jones to worry about. I mean, there's a real possibility that um, we get to see Troy Anderson in in a large role at some point, whether it be through injury. Maybe they allow, you know, maybe that team uh, starts swirling down the toilet and uh, they want to go to the young guys. We'll see a lot of Troy Anderson, I I think, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been very productive in the very in the limited snaps he's been out there, out there. So you love to see that. I think you mentioned him as one of your buys in Dynasty in the Sig episode, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. He's one of my favorite, you know, Dynasty. Just an athletic freak. Oh, dude, his ten R-A-S. out of ten. He's Rash. a ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Um, but yeah, Troy. I mean, I was thinking about this today. I mean, there's 
and I've mentioned it before, but there's just not a lot of mm-hmm. dynasty assets that when you said I want. who do you want to trade for at linebacker? I was like, boy, I don't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. It's like Pete Warner, Troy Anderson, Quay Walker. It's a lot of these young guys, these the young rookies, guys. you know, or second year guys right. like Pete. I'm in love with Nick Bolton. I will say Nick Bolton's That's another been one really of those. Steady. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, but you're right. There's like. 15 that's that kind of really what I was excited about maybe that's what I was getting at with the sig so to where it's like maybe five to ten honestly for me it's like I mean we could come up with a list of them but there's not many that I trust and how quickly that changes yeah you yeah. know you feel good about this you're looking at your roster you're like oh man this looks good and then midway through the season you're like sell 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 yeah what's, what's really wild though is linebacker maybe the deepest oh yeah because defensive ends there's seven or eight that I really want. Sure. And know? it's a lot of the young guys. Safety. Jalen Phillips, Aiden Hutchinson's, yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau's. Right. Safety. Two is, is or the, three. Who? Kayham? Uh, Derwin. But yeah, at this point I'm not spending. I'm what, not. Yeah. I, I'm I don't not know gonna, that I want to trade for Derwin. Exactly. You're not going to, you're not going to take him in a startup mm-hmm. and have to spend the capital to acquire him. So again, there is like not a lot of, you know, sexy assets when it comes to. You're not trading for quarter cornerback. You're not trading for. Maybe you go after Simmons, but what's his price tag at this point? Let's read the yeah. top. Uh, let me read the top ten safeties right now. And this is big three scoring. Telano Hufunga is the uh, safety. That's one. fun. Derwin safety two. Von Bell, Minka, Antoine Junior. Uh, I'm sorry, Antoine Winfield Junior. Mark Mike Edwards, who I think got hurt. Um, I think he has a foot thing. Uh, Marcus Williams now on IR. Deshaun Elliott, Donovan Wilson, Brandon Jones, Jalen Thompson, Julian Love. I mean, how many of those guys were drafted? ADP wise, within the top twelve DBs, maybe half, um, five or six. Yeah, I don't know. DBs are it's weird this year. It's very very bizarre. Telling who Funga is he a guy that you want to go acquire? I mean, I guess we'll talk about him here in a little bit. But yeah, he looked good. Yeah, continues to look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Winfield Jr. I will say it's been infuriating. He's just one of those safeties, especially now with the I don't know if the alignment has shifted, but playing this nickel corner role. I just I don't feel great rolling him out each week, and then he does this on my bench, and it's just like Dang then the week it. he's like Drew Tranquil. You plug him in, and it's like, oh, okay, here's you know four point five points. What's that he, log look like for a Winfield? For a Winfield, let's pull it up. Let's take a look. He's had I, I think you. he's had a lot of like boom games. Week one fourteen point five. Week two fourteen. Week three nine. Week five. Three, um, gosh, I can't talk. Week four, week four, five point five, and then week five, he had twenty four point five. Man, people just disrespect that. That is, those are so solid. Six, That's seven, four six, out of five, five eight tackles, so solid. Josh, yep. you can't put together. You cannot get that guy out of your lineup. Get him in. I'm two, back in. Two sacks, one forced fumble, and one INT on the. I have year. him and Javon Holland, and it's been hard. Holland get out. Yeah. Yeah, I have um, Abram Even as well. Holland's same. Big. They're both the same type of safety. Holland's like. I need to get Winfield back in there. Holland's fringe back in, safety Winfield. one right now. Yeah. 13, 4, 30, 5, and 3. So he's kind of a little boom bust. Devin too. White had a little bit of a down game, but still 12.25. That's probably his floor. That's kind you know? of. The, I've, if I'm getting 12 points this year out of a linebacker, I'm You're tickled. feeling pretty good. Because I've had some three point games out of some of these that has not felt great. I'm looking at you, Jacob Phillips. Let's talk about a fan base not feeling good here. Bills versus Steelers. Cam Hayward used his grown-ass man strength to remain relevant, but the rest of the Steelers' defense put up a big old stinker. Minus TJ Watt. Cameron Hayward with 17.25 points. 
Other than that, though, not a lot of players scoring well that you're going to have rostered. Over on the Bills side, Tyrell Dotson with 22.05. And then A.J. Epinesa, hello, 16.05. Von Miller had a fine game, 13.85. Matt Milano had a 10. But Gregory Russo had a 2. Miles Jack, 6.5. Devin Bush, 4.5. Alex Highsmith, 4 and a quarter. And Stinka turned back into Stinka on us all of a sudden. 2.75 2.75 points on the day. So this was just a case of an absolute beat down along the same lines as what we saw in New England versus Detroit. So just not a lot of juice on that uh, Steelers IDP side of things. Minka's got a lingering little, uh, I think both knees are aggravating him right now. So Yeah, welcome. Is he 30 yet? Because that sounds like a 30-year-old problem. <laughs> He's 25. <laughs> very young. He's yeah. very young. Well, needs to get those knees looked at. But yep. not, not a lot to discuss here. I mean, a lot of yeah. disappointment across the board from your IDPs in this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, on the Bills side, I mean, that's really a nice game out of Tyrell Dodson, who was filling in for Tremaine Edmonds. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to be, you know, um, getting this type of play, you've got to go add that guy, mm-hmm. at least for, you know, it's just going to be some spot starts until Tremaine comes back. But again, I mean, um, he's going to be putting up great tackle numbers. So, um, but yeah. Uh, AJ Epinesa, like I kind of thought those guys would get more run with this game getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to look at the actual breakdown, but I imagine it was pretty balanced this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Milano has been great this year. You know, 10 points. That's one of his worst games on the year. Um, Yeah, pretty, pretty boring game. Pretty mm-hmm. boring game. A game that was not boring, though, well, at least until the very end, was the Jets first Dolphins. Teddy Bridgewater feeling in for a concussed to a tongue of Iloa concussed on the first play of the game or uh, damn near close uh, sauce Gardner coming in for a sack in the end zone knocks Teddy out of the game. There's been a little bit of controversy with the Teddy Bridgewater concussion. The thing. Dolphins are just that staff is just scared to death. Right oh, there. Did you see the, uh, I think it was uh, Carl Cheffers last night was the referee yeah. And he was so scared announcing the penalty. <laughs> I mean, it literally sounded like he was about to cry. Yeah, There's the no penalty on the Chiefs. Uh, timeout. Please don't hurt me. Yeah, <laughs> just like really terrified. I think there's been a course correction, especially with the Dolphins, because uh, you have the coach there, Mike McDaniel, saying Teddy has no symptoms. He has cleared the protocol. But because of this new thing they added, uh, I think it. I think they the spotter who does not have to provide any video evidence said that Teddy stumbled. Yeah, he's still in concussion protocol. Mm. So I think we're still in kind of this gray area where this protocol has just changed. It might be tweaked a little further going into the season. But all that to say, third string quarterback for the Dolphins. This game got away from them, and the Jets yeah. get a nice. I think it was like forty to nineteen victory. Mm-hmm. Adam, we'll tee you up here because this was one of your original babies, Carl Lawson. 25.3 points led all Jets IDPs. You absolutely love to see it for Mr. Lawson. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been coming on the last few weeks. That's and right. He looks like, you know, outside of Quinn Williams, he looks like the best piece on that front. 14.7 points last week. Yeah, so that's really nice. And what was this, 25 right here? 25.3. Yeah, um, Quan Alexander, that's that's some big news with Quincy Williams missing time. Uh, he had a really nice game. I think he put up like 10 tackles maybe. Um, so, yeah, that's you can expect more of that. He's going to be like a, a solid LB3, LB4 uh, until Quincy comes back. And maybe 
maybe he ends up actually taking that job. Uh, it's kind of what we had talked about at the beginning of the year, me and Johnny. I mean, we know Quan Alexander is a, a really good linebacker. Um, but, yeah, Jordan Whitehead, he still hasn't really had one of those splash games, but he's been very you know consistent and solid. He's he's given us about 10 a week, which we'll take. Mm-hmm. Um, C.J. Mosley, same thing, 11. That's, that's pretty much his floor. Jalen Phillips. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the Dolphins disappointed. They Jaylen did. Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland, Melvin Ingram, all under five points this game. Yeah. So that's, 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 um, and this was a pretty good matchup for him too. So that's, that's frustrating. I know people are probably frustrated at this point, but just hold strong. I, I do think that the production is going to come. But if you have Emmanuel Agba, what are you doing? Um, Gosh, man, he's been really disappointing here. He has he had four tackles in week one, but aside from that, he only has four tackles in the next four weeks. He had one sack in week one, but I mean, really, he's seen thirty six snaps. He did see seventy in week three, but then forty one and thirty eight, um, becoming very rotational there for the Dolphins. And it's almost like um, Melvin Ingram has started to see more of the snaps instead of Emmanuel Ogba. I know Ogba's only twenty eight, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to overreact too much. But in some of the places that I have him, I mean, I've seen him dropped a lot of places. Honestly, I don't know that I'm quite at that. And I think y'all talked about that in the preview pod too, Adam. But um, the Dolphins' edge defenders have been a little bit aggravating so far, and maybe it's some of these game scripts. It is still early, um, like Sig said in our episode with him. We're not really into the rushing time frame of the NFL season yet. And really, running backs suck right now. There's hardly any good running backs in the NFL. I feel like there's like four, like five maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Corey Clement signed with the Cardinals today. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a throwback. My gosh. Um, there's a lot of a lot of bad teams in the NFL. But, you know, that's, that's kind of what I think about with this Jets-Dolphins. A lot of these games we've talked about so far, um, don't overreact too much to these lopsided games because it's – there's hard for it's hard for us to take a whole lot away from them IDP wise. Um, just give it time and just know that when it, you know it can flip very fast. Yeah, like yep. think about like the outlook of Fred Warner now. Yeah, I mean you know he put up a 25 point game and now everyone's like, oh okay, oh we're back. Fred's yeah. okay. DeForest Buckner, same same deal. Um, yeah. just you know sometimes they just start out slow. It's unlucky. You know they they have a they're cold to start the year and they'll finish strong. But you know. Also keep in mind that maybe they'll finish strong when you actually need it. There are far um, more instances of instability, unpredictability, and IDP resulting in you dropping a player. Mm-hmm. There are far more instances where you should hold on to players and just continue to plug and chug here mm-hmm. because this is just how IDP goes. We've mentioned this several times here recently as the season's gotten going is this is up and down. This is a roller coaster week in and week out far more unstable than offensive scoring, which has been in and itself very unstable this year. Uh, So just there are some players that you do need to jettison, but for the most part, just hold on folks like brighter days are ahead. Yeah. They're getting the snaps. Not like these snaps are, you know, getting cut in half or anything like that. They're grading bad. That's the, that's the true signal for the noise, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It's Mm -hmm. not the scoring. If someone's losing playing time, then that's oh, something's up. It's like yes. money, money in the off season. Yes. Or you, what you say, you know, where, that's the where true the indicator. Team putting their money. Yep. It's kind of like money is snaps in the actual season. Where is the team? Don't get their sucked in. Snaps? If somebody, you know, performs really well on limited number of snaps, mm-hmm. as long as they're getting above 
what they should be getting at or above what is expected for that position, mm-hmm. then you're fine. You've yep. got you've got an asset that is going to have ups and downs, and you just hold on and you continue to start them. There you go. We talked about the defensive tackles. There's Quinnen Williams, 13.2. Christian Wilkins, 12.5. Both solid options for you as well. Um, but, yeah, Jets-Dolphins, this AFC East, kind of frisky, kind of spicy. Got the Pats in the mix with Zappy and Dolphins. I think once they get healthy, we'll be right there with them. And the Jets are a little bit frisky because they hit on some draft picks, I think. Y'all agree with the concussion stuff going on right now? You agree with, like, the more halted, slowed-down type protocol? I do worry that it's a little too gray right now. I mean, if you're a doctor, if you're some of these guys that are doing these either on-field or, like, you know, during the week analyzations for for some of these concussions, you got to just do your job still, you know, because I know there's a lot of ambiguity with it, and there's a lot of, like, uh, I don't want to be the doctor that, you know, gets fired because I've sent this guy out too early. But, I mean, if, if they check out, they check out. I mean, you... I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. We'll bring Lazy in sometime, but you kind of know when you know, you know, you know, it's like marriage. <laughs> Concussions are like marriage. That makes a lot of sense. I like how you landed the plane on this metaphor, Bobo. Do y'all think to Let's just say that Tua didn't get like, you know, fenced or whatever they call that when he was laying on the ground last week. Let's say he doesn't. It get, wasn't so visible. Do you think that, I mean, obviously there's no stink at all from him coming back early if he didn't like, you know, actually get knocked out of that game. There's no talk about the prior week's Yeah, concussion. it's just because it's so visible. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the roughing the passer last night. There's bad calls every week. That mm-hmm. just gets magnified and seems like a bigger issue because it's a big-time game, Monday night football, mm-hmm. between two teams, you know, marching up and down the field. So I think it got magnified because it was an island game with the Bengals and Dolphins and a player that was coming off of a – it looked like a concussion that yeah. first that first time. Uh, so I think that's why that thing snowballed. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just the visibility of it. I, I, want, I wish they would implement a rule where they have to show some sort of video evidence yeah. of the stumbling, which they don't have to show right now because otherwise that gets really dicey, man. I think mm-hmm. it was Greg Rosenthal said, what happens if they pull out Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. Because now, if if a spotter says, "I just saw Mahomes stumbling, stumbling after bumping his head on the turf," he's out for the rest of the game. Wow! What happens if this happens or goes down in an AFC Championship game? And maybe it was something else that caused him to stumble. So I think there's been an appropriate overreaction and course correction. I think we need to steer back just a little bit. It is weird though, too, because the NFL is a product, you know. They're selling views. They're selling. They're selling. Uh, you know, ratings. And there was a point in the game last night where um, the Raiders weren't quite out of it, but there was a really bad no call. I feel like it was either. I think it was a false start that they didn't throw it on, or it was some type of pretty clear offensive penalty. To where I was like, ah, they kind of want the Raiders to keep. To keep this, uh, you know, game-winning drive alive. I know there's probably a lot of well that that after goes the on. scripted. Yeah, yeah, after the bogus. Not saying that, but yes, I am. <laughs> there's a whole book about it you can read. I think called the gate. The whole thing is rigged or something like that. You got to know there's some there's, crazy conspiracy theories out there. There's got to be some ears in those. Although, watch the uh, documentary on uh, the NBA ref. What was his name? Donahue. Uh, Donahue. Watch that though. Uh, you do get to asking some questions. <laughs> 
I'm just going to say. Yeah, I'll say right now, I believe it. <laughs> Adam does believe it. How many beers are you in over there? He's number seven. Just number seven. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, well, speaking of things you need beer for, Addy, Vikings versus Bears. The Bears continue to be devoid of talent on both sides of the ball, which is not a surprise. Also not a surprise, boys. Daniil Hunter putting up a 20-point game with 20.4 Points. This was a closer game than I think you were probably anticipating, Addy. But the Vikes get the dub. I think they're sitting at four and one. Yeah. How you feeling? One. I feel great. You know. I mean, that's uh, and the rest of the division kind of looks like it's in a mess. Yeah. You know. Yes, it is. So, so yeah, I feel really good about the Vikings as a team. Uh, but feel great about Daniel Hunter. I mean, we 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 said his time was coming, and I mean, this was a fantastic matchup. You know, the Bears were, I think they were second and most sacks allowed. I think they. Uh, coming coming into the league coming into this week with 16 mm-hmm. and yeah like johnny mentioned like they had like 36 completed passes i think through their yeah, first the five bears did. game or the Im- first four games embarrassing I mean, that's like nine passes a game mm-hmm. that is just sad so uh yeah everything lined up this week for hunter uh, still seeing dj Wanham yeah be a fine little option for you a nice little dl yeah, for 11 for points you. yeah uh jordan hicks Another 10-point 10, 10 game, Eric Kendricks, 9.75. Outscored Kendricks again. I bet that's happened just about every game so far this season for the Vikes. Yeah. Yeah, almost. I think Kendricks had a, had a nice week three. But uh, Cameron Bynum's been a bit of a disappointment this year. You know, I, yeah. I think that... 0.75 points. And with, you know, him having a large role, I think a lot of people assumed once Scene was drafted that he was just going to be an afterthought. And uh, even before Scene got injured you know um bonham was the guy they're trotting out there but he just has not been productive for us in iep so that's a bummer but maybe maybe some of those weeks will come for him mm-hmm. um yeah bears there ain't much to talk about on the Bears side yeah it's it's like i look at some of these names kendall vildor uh justin jones jalen jones kyler gordon um you're kind of t- your your IDPs that you are actually plugging into your lineup. Maybe you had a Travis Gibson at 13 points. I think I started Kyler Gordon with 11 and a half. Eddie Jackson's been much better this yeah. year. Yeah, he's 10. been 10.75 points. He's actually like I think safe. He's like a top five safety on a per mm-hmm. game basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of that has to do with you know the new coaching staff in there and he's being used differently. So yeah. Um, Roquan Smith probably his worst game of the year. Yeah, eight and a half points. Brisker five point seven five. What happened? For Brisker to... has been really good though. Was, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why you bring that up, Eddie? What happened with Robert Quinn, Bobo? Zero points. Was this just like it happens sometimes when a defensive end gets you a big old goose egg? Well, I felt really bad when I put out that actual IDP show uh, video about yeah, go grab you one of these Chicago Bears. <laughs> While Robert Quinn is ill, because honestly, Daniel Jones had taken a ton of sacks, and even Daniel Jones was only sacked by Preston Smith last week. That was Green Bay's only sack on him. Um, so I don't know either. Daniel Jones is turning elite in the not taking sack category. I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, Robert Quinn on fifty snaps, no tackles, no sacks, no nothing. Just a big old goose egg. It's a, it's it a, happens. It's a Robert Quinn thing. This is just what he does. He earns contracts, and then he chills out for and a little while. he pieces while. out. Yeah. It's a peace out year. It's yeah. a definitely a peace out year. And, I mean, you can't blame him, honestly. I mean, would you be motivated on that, Not at all. On that team? You're just like, I think we're going to win like two or three games, guys. Yeah. I'm going to absolutely coast. That guy's I, seen a lot of shit. He's been on some bad teams. He yes, was on he that, those Rams teams that were bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He hadn't he been on a part of 
a lot of successful teams. Yeah, it's uh, not a lot of like winning cultures. I think he's been a part of. Also, uh, money though. Shout out to right. JJ Gritty for being the wide receiver one in Dynasty. And there was that whole Jamar Chase, and maybe you know Chase is still pretty awesome, but I think Justin Jefferson is still by far and away the best receiver in the league. Yeah, I think he's no argument here. Taking that crown back for sure. It was nice to see. It was nice to see. I think, speaking of piecing out, though, I think Ron Rivera is ready to piece out on the whole Carson Wentz experience. Asked the difference between the Commanders and the other NFC East teams. He simply replied, quarterback. I do love the hate that he got for that, though. And I like that, uh, you know, he had to co- he had to come back today yeah. and, and walk the comment back and you apologize. You're, and a freaking quarter- you're a freaking head coach. You should, you know. This is what happens with Carson Wentz, though. I he guess. goes into a situation, and it makes you go crazy. Jim Irsay is out of his mind doing videos in front of airplanes. Like, the, the, the coach and Wentz in Philadelphia are fighting. So it ends up getting um, the... the Doug Peterson oh, yeah. uh, fired from the Eagles job. They pick Carson Wentz over Peterson and then ship Wentz out the door a season later. This is what happens. Third franchise that he's just melted their faces off early in the season. He's a bad person. He's a bad person, <laughs> apparently. And he did not look good in that suit. Because the here's the thing. That's where it started. The Colts have downgraded at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they've upgraded at, like, leader or whatever with Matt Ryan. But in terms of quarterback... I'm yearning for the days of Carson Wentz. Yeah. At least he had a little bit of mobility and arm strength left. I think it's mostly the mobility for you. That's what you keep coming back to. I mean, That's what man, I'm sensing. That is, um, we, had another, we had another Sam Ellinger conversation me and Connor did this weekend. I mean, why not at this point? Why, what? There's nothing, you're not going to, even if you do, somehow, the Jags and the Titans have multiple bus crashes and lose a lot of their players. And you win the AFC South at like 5, 10, and 3, or whatever the record needs to be. Threw a couple more ties in there. You're going to get beat 45 to nothing in the first round of the playoffs. Like, you're a bad, bad team. Just see what you got with Ellinger. I hope it doesn't result in Frank Wright getting fired. I think that's the wrong move. I think I'd rather see Ballard go for putting us in this situation with – with uh, Matt Ryan behind an awful, awful offensive line and no pass catchers to speak of. And JT's not looking. He's not looking good at all. Yeah, and that's a lot because of the offense he's in. Yeah, that offensive line is terrible. Pittman's been weird, too. All of a sudden, Alec Pierce looks like he's Matt Ryan's favorite target. Alec Pierce is emerging. Yeah. But, anyways, back to Commander's <laughs> Titans. Montez Sweat. Uh, this was a game of, like, two heavyweights, boys. Uh, we know you don't take Jeffrey Simmons out of your lineup, 23.15 points. But Sweat, the Montez variety, reminded us that we shouldn't take him out of our lineups either. Our week three recap was, I think, titled Montez is making us sweat. Not today, Addy. 35.4 points. Absolutely balled out for the Commanders and for your IDP teams. Yeah, about time. Right? Getting a little nervous, for sure. Uh, Cole Holcomb also. I mean, nice to see him come through. That's his best game of the year so far. Um, Jonathan Allen continues to be very productive for us. Danico Autry has been really good lately. Mm -hmm. Yes, he has. For the tight tight ones. Uh, David Long, he had his best game of the year, so I know you were pleased to see that. Let's go flag. He looked really, really good. Uh, David Long. Game-sealing interception. Game-sealing interception, but he just looked great. I I was watching that game. Um, Autry, uh, four sacks so far in the season. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to look up Montez's Montez's uh game log here, thirteen point seven five week ones. So you're like, okay, that's fine. But then six and a half, two and seven. Yeah. So you're like, all right, Montez, come on, man. We need to get it going here. Yeah, what's unfortunate, you maybe had him out of your lineup mm-hmm. when he did this. You yeah. Know. Could have been. Hopefully not. Yeah. I, I think maybe some of the sunk cost bias with where you drafted this guy was telling you I spent like a you know top two or three pick in my IDP drafts on this guy. I got to keep him in the lineup. But hopefully you did. Hopefully you didn't take Montez out uh, because he absolutely went nuclear. Jeffrey Simmons continues to make the case that he is the D-tackle one in Dynasty. Um, But some of your other options for the Commanders had a ho-hum game. Deron Payne, 7.9. Cameron Curl, 5 points. Jamin Davis, 5.25. Dark Forest, Two points, and then Rashad Weaver had an okay game, seven and a quarter points. Curl has uh, come back from this injury a little slow. You know, he's seen about 60 snaps every game since week three. Uh, Eight tackles, seven tackles is fine, but then two tackles last week. Um, I don't think Curl is quite the, uh, you know, safety one that we were really hoping that he was going to be. You know, when he came in in 2020, I guess it was, when Landon Collins got hurt, and he looked just you know, unreal. I'm not sure that, uh, not sure he's actually that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he is, but. That's a shame too, because the usage is really good. So maybe he'll turn around. He's, yeah. he's got 79% of his snaps are coming out of the sweet spot right now. So again, that is defensive line box and slot. Um, and that is one of the tops in the league. Maybe um, he's a buy. Maybe. Yeah, probably is. That'd be a good buy. A good buy. Yeah. Goodbye. Not goodbye. <laughs> not goodbye. We're not saying goodbye. Are we saying goodbye to the Geno Smith experience, fellas? Oh, my gosh. He Kim has Curl's been playing really oh. well. Yes, Bobo. Kim Curl's overall PFF grade, 91. Ooh. Run defense, 82. Coverage grade, so 90.1. He's, he's point playing one. well. Yeah, maybe go buy Kim Curl. Yeah. Maybe that'll come around. It'll curl around. Are you buying Geno Smith, the Geno Sants in Seattle, Bobo? It's, it's been pretty fun, man. It's been pretty fun. Everybody thought that uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett was just uh, a write-off for 2022, and we'll hope for, uh, I don't know, one of these. One of you freaking college people tell me who to draft next year at quarterback because I don't know. But I know there's a bunch of quarterbacks coming in. And that's what everybody was kind of banking on. But DK Metcalf looks like a freak, even though all he eats is Skittles and Starbucks and, like, um, he has like one meal a day. Um, and then Tyler Lockett, congratulations on having Tyler Lockett in our main league. And Picked him. up Gino as well. Dude, Gino's been Gino's been great, man. He's Started him over Stafford and Ryan. Man. Never see, thought I'd be saying that. The Seahawks got to be just laughing it up right now with the whole Russell Wilson. They've got all the picks, not paying him. Gino's working out. Gino's looking damn good, I dude. mean, not like a flash in the pan, but like moving in the pocket, throwing yeah. – on the run, like that dime to Tyler Lockett was one of the throws of the year so far. Mm-hmm. The way he put it right over that defender into the back of the end zone where only Lockett could get it, it was beautiful. And I said right before that, I was like, come on, Gino, touchdown to Lockett right here. Daddy needs some fantasy points. <laughs> Dropped it in the bucket to Lockett on the next play. So that was fun. Yeah, and also, I mean, Gino has the quote of the year. Oh, my gosh, I know. It's the it's the one where it was like um, – I think I forget the report. So a lot of people wrote you, wrote you off, you know, in your career. And uh, he responded, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back though. That's great. <laughs> you got to love it. Gino bars. bars. Gino <laughs> is feeling himself right now. The Seattle team is feeling themselves. And if you started Pete Warner, Cody Barton, which you probably did, uh, the LB twos for the saints and Seahawks showed 
up this week, going for 11.75 points and Cody Barton going for 12 and a half points. But we'll talk about Barton here in just a sec. This was happy. This made my heart happy. Cameron Jordan reminds everyone this week that he can put up points in bunches with 22.35 points. Uh, but, Addy, we should mention, brought this up today. Make sure you're sub- uh, checking us out over on Twitter, following us over there. We're doing the IDP shorts every week. Typically, those drop on Tuesday, and we co-opted a little bit of uh, the Young King, Evan Ronda's video content from his podcast this week talking about Cody Barton's snaps decreasing compared to the start of the season, Addy. Are you worried with what we've been seeing going on with Barton? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at that Lions game, he had one of the most embarrassing clips Mm -hmm. that you'll ever see. Um, So, yeah, and then with the fact that the snaps are now also starting to reflect that poor play, uh, it's not good. It's not good. It's time to cash out, folks. Time to cash out. I think the, the... the most new newsworthy item for me, though, out of the Seahawks side was Ryan Neal. Um, Josh Jones, I don't know if he was injured or what, or they just outright benched him, but Ryan Neal was the guy that stepped in re- and replaced him. And if you remember last year, Ryan Neal was very relevant. The usage is already fantastic for Neal. He's playing like 75%, over 75% of his snaps in the sweet spot. So um, Ryan Neal is a must-add waiver option this week. There you go. Little Ryan Neal pop. Uh, Tariq Woolen, that's been really cool. To see. Yeah. I've heard a lot of normie NFL pods talking up this guy. So he's like, uh, he was their fifth round pick, but I mean, this guy is like, I think 6'3", 6'4". He's a he's, freak. He's basically like Richard Sherman again. So Here we go. The Seahawks have found themselves another 2.0. Richard Sherman. So he's been very productive for IDP as well. So um, big fan of Tariq. All right, Addy, I got I to gotta ask you a difficult question, okay? Mm. Is it time... What is it time to drop Marcus Davenport? 1.5, 4, 1.25, 7.6, 6.5. That's a stinky log, man. That is real stinky. It's yeah, at this point you're you're probably dropping him. He's probably already dropped. He probably made that choice last week. Um That hurts you. That sucks, but yeah. I, I I still We have am, to react to the information we have. I still am hopeful if you are struggling at defensive end uh and and you know, the waiver wire looks terrible right now there's not a lot out there um yeah i would if if you see davenport out there i would go ahead and pick him up just in case that he has a better second half he is maybe the slow start is is because of the offseason that was well documented you know losing half the pinkies had the shoulder surgery so maybe he's just off to a slow start did you just argue for dropping and picking up marcus davenport yes but i'm saying if you are needy i mean if you're you're if, if you're if you're if your team is just underperforming, like if you have Chandler Jones and Marcus Davenport and like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you're going to need to probably hold on to those guys um, because, I mean, the options out there, if you missed out on a Zach Allen. But or, if you have better options, that's what you're saying. If you have better options, but I I just can't imagine what they would be at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're talking about upside, Marcus Davenport is still going to have tremendous upside. So if he's out there on the waiver wires, he, he just can't do it, folks. He can't quit them. If you're out there and you need help at defensive end, you can do worse. That's a fine upside stash. But again, if you are if you're if you're deep, if you're contending, everything's going smooth right now. Yeah, he's probably a waste. Mm. It sucks because this is a guy that we had high hope for coming into a contract year, Bobo. Yeah, and it just hasn't happened. Has anybody checked the gram? 
You putting the weight back on? Yeah. What's the what's, what's the carb face situation? <laughs> Has he had more kids? Should we be concerned? I'm concerned about the Carolina Panthers, gentlemen. They let go of their embattled head coach Matt Rule and uh, promoted the oh, who was defensive it? coordinator, defensive coordinator, a uh, former Cardinals head coach. What was his name? I'll look it up. Yeah, but he got promoted to the interim head job. Um, but you mentioned this, Addy. In addition to the Matt Rule news, it was a Fred Warner sighting this week, plus a Damian Wilson blow-up game, which I think just proves that the Panthers' LB1 role might be one of the most coveted positions in all of IDP. Because with Frankie Louvu, who's been a delight this season, out, we get 30.55 points from Damian Wilson. But on the other side, Fred Warner, 25.45. I heard something interesting I think it was Robert and Nate on the athletic football show talking about Fred Warner and they, we, we hear this sometimes. And I think you brought it up Addy, and it's like, okay, is this actually what's happening? Do NFL teams actually think this way? And they brought up that teams are literally scheming plays to go away from Fred Warner. Mm. So if you're wondering why the stats haven't been there, despite the fact this guy is a great at football NFL linebacker, it's because it's on film. Teams are going away from Fred Warner because he can blow stuff up so easily. And if you look at like the stats, where they are among the league leaders, like they're they're tops in almost every single category. Yes, that defense is fearsome. But yeah, the Damian Wilson stuff with him blowing up the way he did, it I think it was a nice little reminder, like, oh yeah, maybe we shouldn't freak out too much about Frankie Louvu, especially mm-hmm. in Dynasty. Um, because this is like almost like a plug and play type deal. It is, man. This it's role is any warm body money. probably going to get out there and be uber productive. Um, it, our boy Grosbatos finally showed that he is still alive and There's well. Old Yeats. Uh, so very nice. It's a sack that probably helped zero people out there, but that was nice. Brian Burns has been a baller this year. He has twenty four pressures, which is third most in the NFL. Get it, Brian? Um, four sacks on the year. Four sacks on the year. Traverius Ward is someone that um, needs to be rostered. Man. Has to be rostered. He is great. He's been very solid coming over from where did he come from? The Chiefs. The yeah. Chiefs. That's right. But yeah, he's been he's been great week week in week out. Um, Talanoa Hufanga has been amazing this year. Yes, he has. Nick Bosa is going to miss some time. Yeah, groin injury for Nick Bosa. Wasn't able to find any further info on that. Jimmy Ward, hand in, hand injury. He's going on short-term IR. Emmanuel Mosley, this is more for NFL purposes. Torn ACL, done for the year. Uh, J.C. Horn, a nice CB option in those required leagues, day-to-day with a hip injury. But, yeah, the Nick Bosa injury. Uh, it does open the door, though, for little Drake Jackson mm-hmm. action, 11.95 points in relief of Nick Bosa. Sure, Drake Jackson, Samson Abucam's another nice option. He should see his snaps go up, and he's also been kind of okay this year. So, uh, yeah, another, another you know, Drake Jackson, Samson Abucam, if you're struggling for defensive ends, um, then, you know, Marcus go, Davenport, you know, yeah. you have a hard time choosing between those three. Yeah, go go drop some money on Drake Jackson because I think if Nick Bosa – and groin injuries worry me. Those can linger. Those can linger. <laughs> those can linger. Sure. Bobo. Sure. Uh, but what about uh, anything jump out to you from this 49ers campaign against the Carolina Panthers? I guess I'm not so much looking at the highlights as looking at the lowlights. You know, Shaq Thompson, six points for the week. And he was probably drafted as like the LB15 overall. 
Um, he's been pretty rough so far this year. Um, yeah. Is Fred Warner the best linebacker in the NFL? I mean, as far I'm as... I'm not saying IDP. Quality of play, yes. I think him... You can't consider Micah Parsons a linebacker anymore. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think just pure linebacker-wise, I think it's probably him. It's hard to watch an NFL game and not say, wow, this guy is... Super, super talented. He's the one that I hear Normie NFL podcasts talk the most about. Yeah. Which is typically a good barometer for me mm-hmm. of like, hey, this dude's actually really good at football. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I would say so. Are y'all paying attention to Telenohu Funga in Dynasty at all? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, he's got to be on your radar now. He's one of the safety options that I think I'd actually be willing to trade for. 23, I think, is what he is. Still pretty young. Yeah. Could be very nice. We, we should talk be- about Fred Warner real fast before we go yeah. on. Uh the the grades there's just not a lot of people that are consistently good grading like Fred Warner. So if you look at since 2020, he had an 88.6 overall PFF grade that year, 80.1 last year in 2021. He's at 78.8 this year. Mm. We, we, like we mentioned with Devondre Campbell, like that stuff, you know, he graded really well last year, but that was a, literally the first time in his career, and then now it's back down. So just the consistency, that's the key when we're looking for like who's a good linebacker. And Fred Warner is as consistent as anyone in the NFL. Something else I, I had uh, pulled up on PFF from the game before this, Jordan Brooks' PFF stats for uh, for this year, 54 overall grade um, and a 45 grade in coverage. Um, so it's continuing to be yucky for Jordan Brooks. I know we're a game ahead now, and we were talking about Cody Barton's snaps decreasing, but um, I don't know. I sold Jody – Jody, gosh, I sold Jody Richards. I sold. Uh, I tried to say Jody <laughs> yeah, Barton, it's a good sell. but uh, Cody Barton. I can't even talk. I sold Jordan Brooks in the off season, and uh, I think if you sold him now, I said I think it's still fine. His he's going to be there points wise, but he could be the next. I'm not saying like anytime soon, but he could be the future Zach Cunningham, Jalen Smith. He's trending that way. Yeah, yeah he's not playing well. Um, the guy's name is Steve Wilkes. I was going to say, I just looked it up. Steve Wilkes, former Cardinals head coach, will serve as the interim coach for the rest of the season. I want to see one time an owner just pull a power move and fire the interim coach as well. Yeah. And then get down to Double like a second-string sure. interim coach, right? What's that, What was your take on that? You think that was a good call? Oh, yeah. that was. It was past time to get rid of rule. Yeah. I think uh, Kevin Clark said it very well. Great college coach. He's going to go off, probably coach Nebraska or some other struggling program, Oklahoma, be very happy, turn the program around, and things will be good. Just didn't work out. Wasn't special. Didn't do anything at the NFL level that made you think that was going to be successful long-term, and I think it was uh, past time to go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off. And he's Not st- set up for success. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, but they took some swings at quarterback. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much was the – owner i don't know how much was the gm how much was matt rule i think rule had a lot of influence in that building nah, and you tepper. cycled through some quarterbacks man you know what this means cam newton season that's gonna say Go just bring cam him. back like <laughs> baker's uh gonna be out for a little bit with a high ankle sprain you got pj walker let's go you know the phone is lighting up with tepper's name on it in cam newton's house right now um it is pretty cool that Matt Rule now is going to get upwards of $800,000 a month for the next, like, four years. Yeah, he's still owed, like, $40 million on That's that contract. His coach's contracts are fully guaranteed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You say 40 or four? $40 million. <laughs> it was a seven-year contract. Wow. I think it was this about was year three. It was three. So he had four years left at, like, $10 million a year. Those, him and Gruden, those two contracts weathered really well. I think Gruden might have got his axed because of really? – um, 
you know, I think they're in arbitration over that actually still. He's still got probably $20 million for coaching two years. He's probably got $20 million from doing Monday Night Football. John Gruden's rich. Is that they get paid crazy money to do Monday Night Football? Oh, yeah. At one point, when they, when uh, I think it was when Fox lured John Madden over, mm-hmm. he was making more money than anyone else in the NFL, coach or player, wow. to call games for Fox. Let's go. So broadcasters, yes, they make a lot of money. Before we go on, what about so Pey- do podcasters? What, That's right. <laughs> so much money. What about Peyton and Eli? Are they racking it in right now? Oh, yeah. You they think st- that they started this new sports production Omaha. company, Omaha. But I'm saying just for the Monday night production, you think they're making oh, yeah. decent money? For sure. Like what? I don't know. I mean. Billion. A billion? Cool, Ooh, Billy. Really? No, nah, probably, I don't know, somewhere in the 10 to 50 million range, probably. Wow. It's hard to put a number on it because they're only doing like, I, I can think sit on my 10, couch with a pillow behind my back and talk about 10 football. to 12 games. Oh. I mean, they're probably making like two to five million per game, if Josh, I had to guess. Get up and tell them what they're doing on the screen right here. Yeah, Adam, you use, your, use your laser pointer. They want to hear us more, too, I bet. <laughs> They don't want to hear some former two-time Super Bowl winning champion. Speaking of podcasters calling games, did you listen to any of the ballers on Thursday Night Football? I did not. I saw they were doing that now on Twitch, right? Uh, whatever that website's called. Is it Twitch? I thought it was Glitch. No, it's Twitch. <laughs> there's a new disc. God, don't cancel us. Yeah, there, please. There's a new Fellow disc. youths. No, there's a new disc called the uh, MVP Glitch. It's a... Uh, that's where that's one where speed was. seven glide zero fade. I think one turn. Actually, it might be a zero zero. But what's he talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I just throw it. all to know hey, about. Played a fun frisbee related game this weekend. Ooh, at, yes. uh we we sent our buddies uh, the, Jacob's house off in style. The trash can game. No, it was no. we had can jam sitting out, but okay. Cabell brought over Beersby, which uh, <laughs> you put a like a fake plastic beer bottle on top of like almost looks like a skiing pole. Cool. And your goal is to knock it off with the Frisbee. Sure. And the defending team has to catch the Frisbee. Yeah. And if they knock the bottle off, you have to catch both. So when can we get some cash involved and y'all can be like, hey, by the way, Bobba's going to come play. And we'll nah, just so hang him out to dry. Oh, yeah, I was thinking. We need a ringer. Like, man, Bobby would be so damn good at this. Yeah. Dude, I shot eight under today. Look damn, at you. Son. Where were you playing? I shot 14 under last week. Oh, my God. Shoot. We need hey, to get. We need to get, hustle some people at Beersby. You boys getting hot. That's what we need to do. Just take Bobby to the beach and hustle some drunk idiots down yeah, there man. at Beersby. Yeah. Banging some chains, Bob. <laughs> Banging chains. Did you say chains. that? No, I just play it. Play it. Call but it, do, play you it think that? do you think that in your head? Thought, man, he I just nods to himself chain. and then does a little fist pump. Chain bang. He turns into the bowling guy. Whoever you think you are, I am. Yeah. Speaking of that, let's talk Cardinals. Bowling, Eagles. Gross. The Cardinals. <laughs> Uh, lose a heartbreaker. Kyler Murray slides down short of the first down marker, even though in the stadium it told him it was a first down. Mm. Uh, that's just something that happens to the Cardinals. I feel like they're just kind of snake bit with this sort of like uh, bad luck type of stuff. He'd have been 6'2". He'd have got it. But then the kicker ganks the field goal. Eagles get the win. If you were putting Isaiah Simmons in your lineup, Undertaker meme, because he came through with probably his best performance of the season so far, and that's saying something considering he only scored 13.75 points, but the snaps were what you love to see. I think he played north of 90% of snaps. Uh, Also, did anyone expect Zach Allen to average, let me hold on, let me check my notes, uh, 30 points per game over the last two games? (laughs) What's going on with Zach Allen, Addy? Yeah, I mean... I like Zach Allen. He was very useful for us at stretches last year, and, I mean, he is probably their most talented edge guy at this point. 
which is kind of wild to to say, but I mean, I, th- I think it's true, and I think we're seeing it in the in the box sport, box scores and production. So, uh, yeah, if Zach Allen is still lingering out there on your waiver wires, which there may be that may be the case, just because of the name value, um, go get him because mm-hmm. I think you're going to see more of this. Um, the Isaiah Simmons stuff is pretty pretty strange. Are we trusting him? Not at all. Not at all. If you got somebody like, hey, I saw Simmons play. What well, would you would you move Simmons? I'd be like, hell yes, baby. <laughs> Send me whatever you got. Y'all are hurting my heart. Bobo episode. is just taking some trades. I traded him last week to Nico for uh, Frankie Louvu. Now, context: Isaiah Simmons was owed about five million dollars for the next two years. He had to put Louvu in the law firm name for the, the team title. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah. It's Bolton, uh, J-O-K, and Louvu at law, there I think, right now. <laughs> Just rotates in. The partners don't stay long there at that law firm. But, but the uh, the irony in it was that, so I trade Louvu for Isaiah Simmons, plug Louvu in the lineup. I had something going on Sunday and didn't pay attention to him being an inactive and then Nico proceeds to start Isaiah Simmons against me and scores 14 points. Mm. I did beat Nico. Shout out. Shout Nico. out me. But uh, Shout out yourself. Now, Isaiah Simmons, um, I actually pulled up this Macri tweet. So um, Isaiah Simmons played 91.8% of the snaps um, in week five, 55% of his snaps in the slot. Here's the thing that's weird is a couple weeks ago, I told y'all this, I went back to his Clemson highlights and a lot of his big plays come from the slot and come from deep. Um, I don't think the Cardinals are going to move him back to safety right now. Um, And for this year and for the foreseeable future, don't do this. I'm just Simmons infatuated, so that's the only reason I have to give this caveat and kind of talk about Isaiah Simmons for a little bit. But if his ceiling game is going to be 13.75 for the season, move on because you can do that pretty much anywhere else. Yeah, I think it's a good time to sell. If anyone gets yeah. hot in the pants for Simmons after this performance, yeah. this is a cash ja- this, this, is, this was a Jacob Phillips weeks from two or three weeks ago before the Deion Jones news hit. You had your small little window to, to get rid of him, so I, I did that. There were a lot of underperforming guys that were probably in lineups this week. J.J. Watt, Buda Baker, Zayvon Collins, all under eight points for the Eagles. Kaiser White, Josh Sweat, and Javon yeah. Hargrave all under seven points. So just a lot of disappointment across the board in IDP. If you had pieces in this game, Bobo, I hate to uh, transition talking about disappointment to your Rams, but uh, I don't know what's bleaker right now. The Colts are bleaker, obviously, but the Rams have looked about as bad as I think even the most pessimistic Rams fan could have expected to start the season. Um, Let me go back to uh, RamsFan76 on Twitter, one of my favorite tweets from this week. I survived the Jeff Fisher, Linehan, and Spagnolia Spagnolia years. This is nothing. <laughs> it's true, and you got a ring, so that makes everything go down a little sweeter. But I did on uh, what get time was this game? This was like a Sunday afternoon game, and a buddy texted me and uh, was like, "Hey, you want to go play disc golf?" And I was like, "Absolutely! I am not sitting here for the next two hours to watch the Rams." Probably good. Lose. Probably good for your mental health, dude. Because the other weird thing is, if Cooper Cup hadn't had that long touchdown, they would have had like a six point game. Um, no, are they not boring to watch, dude? Dude, it's horrible. I think they are averaging the fewest points besides like the Panthers and Colts right now. Their line is not getting any pressure. Leonard Floyd has been pretty bad this year. I mean, they're linebackers or whatever, but who really truly wants to sit and watch Bobby Wagner and Ernest Jones? Like, 
I mean, I love you them, do. but that's not that fun. Cam Akers is garbage. Um, that's sad. Uh, it it is sad. Daryl Henderson got zero snaps. There is not the Odell Beckham fix them for this year. There is not the next little. Oh wow, the Rams went and got Will Fuller. That's not going to fix the Rams for this year. It's a they're old. Adam said this pretty well. A couple, I think it was. It was the first week. It was last year sometime. Oh, we're going even further back. This was maybe back. I don't know if Stafford was there yet, but you basically no. This was when golf was there. You were like, man, I hate to be a Rams fan right now because y'all have given out a contract to Todd Gurley, to Brandon Cooks, to Robert Woods, to Jared Goff. And y'all don't have any picks, and y'all are gonna suck for a while. And I was like, "Dang, they are." And you got your ring, though. The Stafford thing's cool. Rings are cool, but man, I would much rather have a more, you know, regularly scheduled program every single. Yeah. Day. No, you'd rather have a ring, Bobo. I don't know. You'd ring- rather have a ring. Last yeah, you, year was you cool, have but a ring. I don't know. Were you a Rams fan back when they won with Kurt Warner in the St. Louis days? That was back when I started becoming a Rams fan because I wasn't a Titans guy because the Titans suck. Um, but they were the next closest team. So also, I haven't seen that movie. Have y'all seen that? No, no, don't watch that movie. That movie well, Johnny asked me about that movie. The, the Kurt Warner, the Kurt Warner, uh, oh. Zachary Levi movie. No. <laughs> oh God, good so Lord, bad. no. I think it would be like a you know funny, like ironically funny. <laughs> yeah, like Draft Day. Draft Day is is I haven't seen Draft is Day. Is amazing. I try to watch it every year around the NFL draft. Yeah, movies that are so bad that they're good. So bad that they're good, and it's Kevin Costner. Like just yeah. the absurdity of like his ploy late in his career. Yeah, just really phoning it Phone, in, yeah. getting that NFL paycheck. Yeah, but uh, the the let's talk Cowboys here. What do y'all got your heat set on right now? It's annoying right now <laughs> in KY. I don't have one of the ones that automatically switches. Tell my wife I'd shout her out. Like maybe. a nest. Love you, baby. I'll check the heat when I get home. Oh, we, is she asking what the heat's set on? We got it set on 68. Is that too cold or too hot for you? We set ours on 70, it's I think, chilly. for both. A little chilly. Heat for 70? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of like too. to be a little. It's, it's nice and. Mm, got some uh, lankies on me while I'm sleeping. Not me. You like to be hot? Just out there on top of the covers. Just when he falls asleep sitting upright on the couch. I just like to get you know be warm. I, I was close tonight. I almost got a little steal. I did too. I did Uh-oh. too. I Look was at close. Y'all. I had to set an alarm. Yeah, I didn't. Megan just well, came in. Is that dad life out there, y'all? Dude, I've been tired for a week or two now. I've been tired for years. <laughs> That's my secret cap. I'm always tired. Let's talk about the Cowboys, though, fellas. We know Parsons, Lawrence, they're the dynamic duo in Dallas. But what about Dorrance trying to make it a terrifying trio? What about this Aaron Donald guy? He's pretty good as well. 28.3 points, but this Dallas defense has been absolutely ferocious. Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons, my God, what a player. 30.25. Dorrance Armstrong, though, 19.6. And Demarcus Lawrence at 13.4. Addy, this defense is just damn good. What else can you say? Yeah, I mean, Micah Parsons has 28 pressures. That is second in the NFL, had 90.5. Let me oh. guess who's first, Max Crosby? Um, actually, it's Nick Bosa. Nick mm. Bosa, okay. Yeah. Um, Get better soon, Nick's groin. <laughs> yeah, I hate to see that. Uh, Michael Parsons see that. is <laughs> Michael Parsons is set. He has the second best pass rush grade in the NFL, 90.5. Just every metric that there is out there for Michael Parsons, he's going to crush it. He's going to break it. He's um, the model breaker. But, yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta be 
please, if you if you uh, are a fan of Dorrance Armstrong, which I have been, um, and I have him in quite a few dynasty leagues, he's been he's been a solid DL two three for you this year, and mm-hmm. I think that's going to keep up. I mean, they they really need him to be productive for that for that team, um, and I don't think we sh- we should expect him to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, Donovan Wilson. I guess the big the big yep. story out of this game is the safety usage. You know, with Jaron Curse coming back, um, what was it going to do to Donovan Wilson, who has been fantastic this year? I think he's like a top six or seven safety. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they and I and I and I think Donovan Wilson actually hinted at this. Um, I think he put out a tweet of yeah. like a three headed monster, and that's exactly that's what exactly they did. What it was. At, um. I think Malik Hooker had the fewest snaps played, but he still played 74%. Donovan Wilson had 85% of the snaps. And then Jaron Kirsch was 78% of the snaps. Mm. So, I mean... It's a rotation. Wh- is that going to be... Are you are you confident in that? Are you, are you confident in starting any safety in no. Dallas right now? No. I look at it the same way as the Raiders linebackers or the... You know, the Browns linebackers now with Deion Jones in the mix. Mm-hmm. Just ambiguous situations. If they sort themselves out, cool. But I'm not wading into the ambiguity saying, I'm the person who knows what this team is going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to I'm not gonna be that guy. Yeah, I think for IDP, I think our hope is Malik Hooker is the one that misses yeah. out here. Because yes. he has never been productive for IDP. And we're hoping that it, it's Donovan Wilson and Jaron Curse as the two full-time safeties. Mm-hmm. And I think they could do that because Curse is very used to playing in the box, and Donovan Wilson is very versatile and can play deep and do everything you know as well. So um, I'm hoping that's the way it goes, but I don't have confidence in that. Uh, I do feel like they want Jaron Curse to be their lead safety. I mean, that was all the talk off season was how much this guy was the center and one of the leaders of the defense. Um, so I do feel like, you know, last week was his first week back. I think you should be encouraged that he played 78%. I would expect Jaron Curse's snaps to go up. Um, Donovan Wilson, mm-hmm. Malik Hooker, I'm not positive on what's going to happen there. Yeah, Donovan Wilson, DB9. Yeah, my big three great. scoring right now. And Donovan Wilson was really good for us in the past, too. There was a stretch in 2020 where he was fantastic. Um so I want it for Donovan Wilson, you know, but I don't mean anything, you know. <laughs> they, don't, they don't ask me. <laughs> they should. They should. They should. Uh, yeah, the other positions on this Dallas Cowboys defense I'm extremely interested in. The edge rushers, yes, you even got the Ose Odigizua game, Bobo. Round of applause for Ose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Williams, this made me happy yeah. as a dynasty manager of Sam Williams. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, we didn't mention for the Jets, but also been playing well. So a couple nice little late dart throws there panning out pretty well. I mean, when you've got Sam Williams coming off the bench doing stuff like this, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Ernest Jones, six and a half points we should mention there. Uh, LVE, five and a quarter. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, seven and a half. Anthony Barr, six. A lot of IDP-relevant pieces uh, especially on the Cowboys side in this game, Bobo. Well, and there's going to be. Expect this to stay the same because everybody's freaking out about Micah Parsons and where is he lining up right now. It gives you opportunities for Demarcus Lawrence, Osa Odigizua, uh, Dorrance Armstrong. They're going to have these games. I mean, Osa has 13 pressures on the year, has one sack. Dorrance Armstrong, uh, he has 14 pressures on the year and has four sacks on that. Um 
I don't see why that's going to change because it's kind of the whole Aaron Donald mentality of if we're going to focus and if we're going to double-team anybody, it's going to be freaking Micah Parsons, which is going to give all these other guys more one-on-one opportunities to uh, to get in the backfield. Um, and more opportunities for the linebackers to be relevant. Whoever thought Leighton Vanderneck yeah. would be back in our lives, and yet here he is. Playing fine. Anthony Barr has been playing fine. so it's Allowing them to use the three safeties. Exactly. Yeah. I um, think it's a fun defense. Another note, I guess, for me on the Rams side, pay attention to uh, Terrell Burgess. Um, he was actually pretty talented. Um, coming into the uh, coming into the league, and he's always kind of had Taylor Rapp and Jordan Fuller in front of him, but I think Rapp and Fuller are both hurt right now. So Burgess could be if you're getting desperate coming in. Because another thing we need to talk about here soon is bye weeks are going to start ramping up here, and uh, you know Starting you need to pay. Week. You may you need to pay attention to Dorrance Armstrong. You need to pay attention to Terrell Burgess because you know you may go into a week where you've got a a, a DB or a, a, an edge that's on bye. Going back to the safety situation in Dallas again, I just want to look at the grades just to see kind of how they're performing. Malik Hooker's actually grading the best, and he's looking really well. 80.4 overall PFF grade, 79.5 coverage grade. Uh, Donovan Wilson, 69.6, 76.4 coverage grade. And then Jaron Curse, I know he's only played 93 snaps, but 64.7 and 59.3. So Malik Hooker, it's going to be maybe a struggle to get him off the field. I was going to say, we want him off the field, but I don't think Hooker's going down without a fight. Yeah. I'm just gonna leave that one there. I don't uh, don't want to start the pot Thinking anymore. About that. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it. Just gonna leave it there, and leave that hooker there. Let's move to the prime time games, fellas. We might finally be seeing Kyle Hamilton time with Marcus Williams. This was a bummer going on IR. Uh, this so this is fun and sad news. It may be K Ham time, but it comes at the expense of Marcus Williams, who's been great this season. I also, fellas, wouldn't mind seeing some more points from Double H. Yeah. Hendrickson and Hubbard, both with uh, 4.5 points for the Bengals against the Ravens in Sunday night football. Of course, the Ravens get the win, but a costly one with Marcus Williams having surgery on Monday, headed to IR. Harbaugh did say he hopes he can return this year still. We'll see. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, welcome back. You and all of your eight fingers, 20.8 points. Patrick Queen, 18.85. And then on the Bengals side, there's Jermaine Pratt again, 25.4, with Von Bell putting up 17.75. Odafe Owe clocking in at seven, and Cut Clark with 6.75. Some underwhelming IDP assets here, Bobo, but... Some good performances from guys that we had in lineups as well. Y'all know in big three scoring, Pat Queen has four out of five of his scoring weeks in double digits. He's getting slept on. Yeah. yeah he's doing well. Um, had an interception this week, which is insane that he did something positive in coverage. That, yeah, that he wasn't looking like a fool. What Adam has always said to uh, Pat Queen's overall PFF grade, 54 or so, kind of gross, but his pass rush grade is a 70. Um, Queen has always kind of shined a little bit there in uh, in pass rush um, coverage. But, yeah, the only K-Ham uh, play that I saw this weekend that was kind of uninspiring, um, he got worked on an out route and I think got called for a pretty pretty gross penalty. So he's got some learning to do. But you're all right. I mean, it's going to give it's going to give him some opportunity here. Uh, and shout out to Johnny. I love Johnny for his cornerback uh, little tidbits and uh, – Marcus Peters, I, I grabbed him on Sunday, plugged him into a roster that I needed uh, some cornerback points out of, and uh, 
I remember him saying that in y'all's episode. He was like, "Hey man, it's a it's a Peters week. Get you, get yeah. We know you love to hold Peters. That is for sure. JPP, JPP back. Hello. This yeah. is what the Ravens do. They just bring in these old ass pass rushers and just resurrect them seemingly out of nowhere. Let me see what his snaps for. I mean, he's someone that you know. If you're again, if you're struggling out there, for a, might as well. I mean, just he's, roll he's, the dice. He's fine. We he should seventy nine percent of the snaps yeah. right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he's going to get some run. This this Ravens team's a little banged up right now. Mm-hmm. We should mention. Evan brought this up in our IDP short from this week. Uh, Geno Stone mm-hmm. did actually get more run at safety. So maybe not plug it in Ham right away. I want to see the snaps go up because he actually played his lowest snap percentage of the season in this game against the Bengals. So mm-hmm. things probably will change as we get deeper into the season with Marcus Williams on the shelf. But for right now, I am tempering expectations a little bit. Um, do we just keep rolling the, the two widest defensive ends in the league out there, Bobo, with Trey and Sam? Well, I wasn't quite to that, but I was. I'm, I can't make my mind up on, Jer- on Jermaine Pratt. He didn't play in week three, but in every other week, uh, week one, 11 points, week two, seven points, but then week four, 10, and now 15. Um, eight, five, nine, and eight tackles. It's very tackles. solid. It's very, very solid. Um, it's just, it's, He's only going to play 70% of the snaps, but he's ultra-efficient when he's out there. And Logan Wilson has been a little bit uninspiring so far this year, at least in my opinion. 9-3, 7-7-7 tackles, so that's fine. Um, But that's not quite in that LB1 category. It's under what you drafted him for. His ADP is not quite hit yet. But to go back to the Trey Hendrickson and Hubbard um, dilemma, I don't know. I mean, are Hendrickson and Hubbard really guys that, are in this edge category that you really want to hold on to for Dynasty. I don't know. I traded Hendrickson last year, and I didn't hate it. Um, yeah. I don't know. They're just not elite to me. I think they're good, but they're not They're not guys that I just holding on to tight. They're just the opposite of each other. I mean, Hendrickson's sack-dependent, um, and then Hubbard's tackle-dependent. Yeah. If we could put them together, we'd probably have one of the best edge rushers in the entire NFL. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you look at pressure-wise, I mean, they're both doing pretty well at pressures. I mean, mm-hmm. 22 pressures for Trey Henderson, 21 for Sam Hubbard. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, that's not bad. So, to answer the question, yes, you keep rolling you keep them out. keep rolling there. them out. Yeah. The other thing is, is haven't they been in some weird games so far, the Bengals? I mean, they haven't been that good. I guess that's I guess that's maybe it. The yeah. defense on the whole has been a bit of a letdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. compared to how they ended the season, which was really the the catalyst that and some big Jamar Chase plays for why yeah. they made a Super Bowl run, mm-hmm. uh, kind of surprisingly. Von mm-hmm. Bell's been really good this year. He has he's been a really solid safety, and he's been heating up lately. So they've been in some closer games. You would kind of expect Hubbard or Hendrickson to uh, to maybe have gotten home a little bit more through five weeks, but. It could they, have be some, coming. they have some gross games coming up. Um, week six, New Orleans, Atlanta, Cleveland, Carolina, Pittsburgh. Oh, my gosh. Um, could be getting home here pretty soon with some of those teams. Well, let's take it home, gentlemen. Chiefs versus Raiders. This was the game from last night. Monday Night Football, so much going on. Uh, I'm surprised Troy Aikman hasn't gotten canceled yet. Did y'all uh, hear the yeah, comment? The yeah, let's put the dresses away. Good one, Troy. Uh, you could tell he was kind of shook coming back. He was very skittish. After that comment, I think he, in the back of his mind, was like, 
I am getting this. I don't want to pay this fine. I don't want to make this apology. Yeah, but that's probably am I coming. Be canceled. Yeah, am I getting? Am I getting canceled at this moment? Um, you had Patrick Mahomes jawing at someone. You had the bogus Chris Jones penalty. Just a weird game. I mean, Devontae Adams. Yeah, the whole yeah, totally forgot about the whole Devontae Adams situation. Just annihilating some poor camera guy. Uh, you had the Raiders going for two and not getting it. You had Hunter Renfro running into Devontae Adams on the last play of the game. Mm. This game was on meth, man. What the hell was going on in Kansas City? The refs were literally shook. Like yeah. the, the, the Kansas City crowd snatched the soul out of their body. Crazy game. Yeah, it was fun. Also crazy. We're going to have to add another X to Triple X Max Crosby's name if he keeps this up three straight games over 30 points with every game this season being 16 plus points. My God, Addy, Max Crosby's an absolute beast out there. Yeah, and it's 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 another reminder that, oh yeah, pressures matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Addy, you know they're not real. Stop it. Even though they're not real, they Stop do matter. Stop peddling this propaganda. I mean, last year, what was it that, you know, Max Crosby did? He led the league in pressures, but what was it he was also doing? Not getting home on sacks. Well... That has changed. He is getting home now. Um, yeah, he's been incredible, man. I mean, has he, he? What's he averaging right now on a per game basis? Like twenty five, I'd say. Well, the last three games have been thirty plus, and every game has been above sixteen. So yeah, probably somewhere in the twenty point range on average, I'd say. Mm. He looks like a maniac. He's he just. I mean, he jumps off the screen. Absolutely. Truly. Where is he at in dynasty ranks? Is he top five edge? Has he? So Nick Bosa, yeah, still probably one. Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, is he ahead of is Brian he? Burns? That's, I think he is. I think he is. Too. How old is Crosby? Young. He's twenty five. Let me pull up my rings. I probably want Crosby more than Brian Burns. I think so too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's close. Burns has been great this season as well, but uh, Crosby's twenty five. This is probably a little hot takey as well, but. I don't hate Max Crosby over Nick Bosa. I know Nick Bosa's fun when he plays, but he does get banged up from time to time. Um, You're talking about value-wise, yeah. Max Crosby, for sure. Yeah. I'm just saying in Dynasty, I mean, I don't... But straight up, you might like... You you tell me, hey, look, he's my he's my edge, too, behind Miles Garrett. I'm like, okay, I, yeah, I get it. I can see that. It's kind of hard to argue at this point. I mean, you're, again, you're splitting kind of hairs... With all those guys. Yeah, 25.75 points average. Would big you, three scoring. 25.75 for Max Sheesh. Crosby. That's insane. Would you rather have TJ Watt or Max Crosby? TJ Watt is 28. I'd rather have Max Crosby. I don't think this is that difficult. TJ Watt is constantly banged up, mm-hmm. and he's older. Mm-hmm. So that's the uh, – he's obviously the, – the ceiling is is higher than even what Crosby's doing right now. But I will take the certainty of what we've seen of Mad Max's health thus far, plus the consistent pressures, plus he's younger, plus he's signed there long term. The the rug's not going to get yanked out from under him. Yeah. We know he's playing well. Yeah. One of the highest graded players by PFF. I don't know, Bobo. You going TJ Watt or Max Crosby? Oh, I'm going Max Crosby. You know, you've got three years ahead of TJ Watt. We've already seen the best of probably what TJ's career is going to be. We've seen his peak, right? Yeah, we probably haven't seen Max Crosby's peak yet, I wouldn't think. Um, he still feels like someone you can get for, you know, a, a, just a first, yeah. alone first, and he's worth as much as Nick Bosa and 
Probably Michael Parsons. I think honestly. If, if we looked back probably at his ADP um, in other drafts, you know, not just, you know, the Macri drafts and Joey's in there, you know, the people who know what's going on. If you just looked in regular leagues, I would say Crosby slipped down, slipped down the Lower DL. than he should have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he you probably could have gotten him 5 to 10 range, I would say. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I don't always think about Max Crosby. I don't have him a lot of places. Um, I wish I did. Um, he's clearly talented. He's but. great. He's a top. He's a top five option now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Crazy. then uh, linebackers for Las Vegas played very well. Denzel Perryman back in the mix. Nineteen point seven points. Mm-hmm. Divine Diablo ten point five. Uh, some of the other Raiders disappointed. Bilal Nichols seven points. Chandler Jones six point five. Jonathan Abram, 5.75. Nate Hobbs is having a great season, especially in those CB-required leagues. Uh, Legereus Sneed continues to impress, 11.75. Frank Clark even made an appearance, 11.85 points, even, I think, leaving that game for illness-related reasons. Justin Reed continues to uh, have a slow start to the season. But uh, Nick Bolton, Bobo, take a little bit of a, a victory lap here. Uh, you know, not necessarily a boom game, 12.25 points, but he's just been super solid. Yeah, man, it's not, I mean, it's fun. It's not necessarily a victory lap. I don't know that I called Bolton to really, you know, nail this LB1 uh, um, category here for fact. 14.5, 10, 28.65, 12.75, 12.25. Let's go, man. Let's go. You know, we're kind of getting a little macro here towards the end of the, um, should have been macro Crosby while we're, uh, Macro Crosby? No, I'm I'm going backwards. I think we need to get Bobby in bed. Max uh, (laughs) Max Macri is what it should have been. But anyways, (laughs) while we're talking about dynasty, macro, I cannot think, guys. While we're talking about dynasty uh, values and stuff here, is Nick Bolton in that uh, LB? He's LB top ten LB in dynasty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's not in five top five. Mm, Where you got him, Maddie? Let me pull up them dynasty. Let me ranks. ask you the this folks one. over at the idpshow.com paid subscribers can get year round access to Nick Bolton or Logan Wilson. Oh, Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton's LB five. There you go. Top five, Bobo. How's that make you feel? I mean, it feels great. I don't know. It's just cool to see him play. I mean, you know, I got to give Macri a little bit of credit that, you know, tackles versus expected chart that he um, came up with in the off season. Bolton was a crazy outlier on the, you know, what the X and the Y. Yes. You know, he shot just straight out. I want that Z axis, though. Yeah, he's way out there in outer space. Yeah. So, congratulations, Nick Bolton, for finally ending the curse of Steve Spagnolo's defense, sucking the life out of IDP linebackers. He did it. He did it. He cracked the curse. He did it. Legereus Sneed is also a maniac. Legereus Sneed's having just a glow up. I think season. he had a sack. It's so this much week fun. Too. Yeah, um, I had an offer one of, for Legereus Sneed in one of my leagues. Oh, do share. Was it a legit it was, offer? Uh, it was okay. It was like a third and a fifth for Legereus Sneed. Mm. I don't Which, think I do that. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to counter him for like a future second. Yeah, just yeah. To, you know, even still, it's like. I might just hold like, the Jerry's he's so He seems fun. like he's so gonna. Fun. He seems like a Fred Warner. He's gonna season pretty well. Um, are you worried about Justin Reed at all? Yeah, the usage is a little wonky. I mean, he's I, deep a lot. Yeah, and I mean, Legereus Need is uh, playing a lot of the slot and yep. box, and I mean, just gobbling up all the tackles. Save some for the rest of us, Legereus. Did you see the tackle he took on uh, Jacob, uh, Jacob, Josh Jacobs? Uh uh-uh. uh Boy, he got. 
crushed. He did. <laughs> he made the tackle. Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is playing very well, though. Yes. He got five to eight yards downfield, and uh, it was just him and Justin Reed, and I. he he lowered it. and I Justin Reed did better than I thought he, he was going good. to. I thought he was going to get killed. Made the tackle, but you know he felt that today. I, absolutely. Yeah. Josh Jacobs is looking pretty, it looks great. pretty nice. Looks amazing. I had a question for you, Josh. Now I can't even remember what it is. Uh, outside of Aiden Hutchinson, uh, probably Thibodeau, too. Then uh, Furious George. Furious George, man. I think he's due. You look at some of the underlying metrics. Macri's brought this up, man. It's coming. It's oh, coming. Yeah. The pressures have been there for... Yep. for you don't want him George. ahead of Thibs or Aiden, though. No. No. But I also probably want Trayvon over Carl That's true. That's I would true. agree with that. That's true. But, hey, to be... But Carl Loftus is a... I mean, everything that you want to see in year one has been there. Last yep. thing. Uh, Perryman and uh, Double DSL. With Blake yes. Martinez, you think that Blake's gonna play? I think so, man. I mean, just even even setting aside war of attrition and injuries, he knows this defensive coordinator. There's a reason they brought him in. Mm-hmm. It's just a mess there. Jayon Brown was inactive for this game, mm. so I think he's maybe already leapfrogged Jayon Brown in the pecking order. Mm. I think it's only a matter of time. I don't think I don't think Double D loses that role, but. I don't feel secure in any of those guys. Yeah. So, I agree. Yes, it worries me. It just muddies the water, and I don't like muddy situations. Like clear water. Like clear water. Um, That sounds great. <laughs> you already said <laughs> clear water does sound good yeah, right let's now. Let's go boy. drink some clear water and go to bed, fellas. This is a good no. episode. Look at us clocking in under two hours. Don't no, wrap, Bobo. Don't wrap it up yet. We're wrapping. Devontae Adams, what happens to him? I think he gets fined significantly, $50,000 plus, and I think he gets suspended. I think he appeals it. I think he wins the appeal, and it knocks the suspension down to zero. Was the dude just a photographer for the NFL? He or had something? some kind of video equipment. He was just trying to run across, you know, trying. You, you, we've all been there. Like you're in the background of someone's photo. You like trying to sneak out real quick. You know, just imagine now Devonte Adams comes in and just absolutely bulldozes <laughs> you in that situation. He did run right into him. Yeah, I mean, it was just an unfortunate crossing of the pass between. A yeah. small, diminutive little person holding. Adams kind of hit the truck video stick, equipment. He, he sure did. I mean, he hit yeah. R one. Yeah, I mean, he went. Now. He was just like it wasn't like, oh, hey, man, like I bumped yeah. into you with like my yeah. chest or like I just bowled you over. If it's if it's if he's on you the field, extended the arms. That's offensive pass yeah. interference. There. That's offensive pass he, interference. He apologized. He knew immediately that he was wrong for what he took it too far. I just hope that 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 photographer didn't like try and you know. Do that on purpose or anything like oh, that. Oh, he filed a lawsuit. The police I mean, are looking like, into I it. I wonder now. if you like. You see, like, here comes, wait, 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 go, oh, run in front of him. Yeah. I don't think you could have anticipated, though, Devontae <laughs> would just be like, get out of here. People should, though, if they're yeah. not, if you know that you got, and they and they will. It's the same thing with, like, the Bobby Wagner mm-hmm. dude. That dude filed a lawsuit yeah, or whatever. Saying he has multiple injuries, a concussion. I don't feel any sympathy Bro, for that dude. You're on the field. Yeah. Like, whatever happens. Poor camera guy getting absolutely massacred. That's a different story. But, Idiot protesters, like apparently some child got slammed in the, uh, the, I think it was the Falcons game maybe, and they asked the mom, she was like, what happened? She's like, I got a lot of kids here. I just lost track of this one. <laughs> it was like a 10-year-old getting slammed on the oh, field. God. Yeah. Just maybe handle that better. Weird better. time. Weird time right now. Stay with off people, the field, folks. Yeah, stay off the field, and you won't get body slammed or pushed, whatever the situation is. No, that's a hard thing to do. I know we're all excited at these games. We want to go touch the players, tell them we love them. But don't. <laughs> just don't. It's good words of wisdom. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. 
little di- little bit different format. So give us some feedback if you liked it. And if you don't mind, if you've been enjoying the show this season, go give us a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. This is not the forum to air your grievances with the show. If you don't like it or you have feedback, just save it. We don't need to hear it in the reviews, folks. Five stars and a nice written-out review. We sure would appreciate it. Check out the idpshow.com. We've got some really cool paid features over there, including access to Adam's Dynasty rankings. Thanks to everyone who has subscribed over there. We have literally tripled, more than tripled my goal for this season. So thank you all for being awesome listeners and supporters Which over was the a IDP show. Yeah, we have 3,000 subscribers. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, me and John Macri will be back. We're hoping to record on Thursday, but we will have the week six preview upcoming. Holy cow, week six. Cannot believe it's already here. But I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And until later this week with John Macri, we'll see you all next time. It's good with me. Come on.